You're the show, man. Don't let them tell you different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they always fall for it. They always believe it. Stick with me. Stick with me. I'll share the word. We're rolling. Are we rolling? We're rolling. Lord of mercy. Philip Amino. I don't don't think I can do Philomino anymore after. Ever again. Philomena. After Pablo called it Philomino. I'm going to have to come follow me. After a lot of mercy, oh of mercy. come follow me. It doesn't, doesn't um, flow. No, not the way I wanted to. Follow me, you know. Once again, the blow ruined <laughs> Pablo, something. Who is not? Who is who is uh, absent? He called out. <laughs> I expect he's, a fucking note. He's taking a sick day. He's yeah. fucking posting pictures of himself. He's PTO. not allowed back unless he's got a doctor's note. Oh, fucking guy. <laughs> now nah, this is his PTO. He gets to use it. Oh really? Yeah. We don't give PTO. Yeah. What does PTO mean? Do we have personal time off? <laughs> really? Yeah. We don't have that. I mean, talk to your boy then, because he filled out all the paperwork. The, Sent I, it to HR. I, I'm the human resources department. He I didn't mean, send me shit. He might have claimed he did. He didn't send me nothing. Fuck this. Can I get? <laughs> you know what I mean? Can I well, get paternity leave? His his fucking stupid pictures from wherever he's at. <laughs> Hanging with the homies. Yeah. The fact that oh he spelled God. homies, homies, just H-O-M-M-I-A. God bless his little heart. <laughs> he's even, he even creates humor from like 1,800 miles away, however far that is. <laughs> Where is he anyway? I don't know. Look at he's in Florida, isn't he? I, I yeah, but I thought down there was just like D- Disney gimmicks, and he was with the Simpsons. I have no idea. He's like in a spot that's like looks just like Moe's Tavern. Yeah, no, that's, I saw the pictures. That's crazy. I need to be wherever he's at, but not with him. I don't. I've never done. The Florida trip. I've never There's been no there. reason ever to be I in would Florida. Never go there. There's no, <laughs> bro. I don't care what is there. You have no. It's not a place where I can tell you like, yo, you don't travel, man. But this is one place you're missing out yeah. on. It's a fucking hellhole. You know what's yeah. there? Heat and humidity. And eld people. Eld people. I have no interest in any of that. It's right. a fucking and apparently scene down there. Florida man. Florida man, you know, gets eaten by alligator. Florida man, this yeah, event. Wow. It's always Florida man. It's a fucking yes. A lot of bath yeah. salts down there, man. Bath salts. Have you yeah. ever been there when you did trips down south? No, I mean when I was a not kid, with, I was there. Oh, oh, and some family shit. Yeah, it's not not, a, not with Howie or anything no. on any of those missions. It's too hot, man. Yeah, it is. It's too far. Yeah, I ain't having that. <laughs> a lot of metal lot. down there. Yeah, That's I mean true. Tampa mm. the, uh, and Marsal. Dive and let dive comes from Florida. It's like, you know, when it's someone's a bad, you couldn't get high enough. So you just did your own voice, but more raspy. Dive and let dive. The dive and let Scott Burns. You just put an A H A A A double H at the end of everything. Scott Burns. For the day, it's, it's the old uh, Tom Mariah gimmick. This yeah. is a song, a song about Amanda named Joseph. When uh, when Triple H, well, he still does it because he still cuts promos. When he was cutting promos a lot as a worker, yeah, he would always do the ah at the end, <laughs> like you're gonna come see ah. The ah is heavy. It is. It's this fucking scene, man. 
Deader skin mascara. Indeed. And indeed. you know, if you're going to have cereal, you're going to need a whole lot of milk. You are very right. <laughs> you're listening to episode, I'm not sure, of the Broad Street Breakdown. 26. 26. 26 of the Broad Street Breakdown. You can listen to all our episodes on broadstreetbreakdown.com. You can send us uh, questions, uh, suggestions, hate mail at info at broadstreetbreakdown.com. We're on Facebook, Broad Street Breakdown. The Twitter is BSB Radio One. I'm marking out for the mini claps. Uh, we're on iTunes, Google Play Music, YouTube. And subscribe, download, and write reviews. We need that. So, uh, it's important, that said, man. It's important. I mean, which, yeah, which, you know. we need help, I think. Obviously. Why we, well, that's another show. Right. <laughs> the help that we need. <laughs> help. 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 This is a song about help. Um, so, yeah, we, uh, we, so we went to two days a week, and then this fucking Pablo has to go to fucking that fucking hellhole of Florida. This so bull now, think he gets vacation time. One after he's tired after our first week of two episodes. Uh, so he's taking a lot of heat as the engineer. Too, well, so maybe that distress, the stress to, drove yeah, him to Florida. The workload is just Flo- Florida. He's got this dude now that likes to comment on everything about how low the volume is because I guess he thinks the first 75,000 emails that he sent us, we didn't get the point. Oh, sorry. So he's so- shooting on Pablo like every two minutes. I Whoa. saw him what? on the Twitter and I That's- didn't know if it was a shoot or a work. No, he's been doing it for like three, four, however long it's been. So do you think it's a shoot? Oh, I, I like I... I it's got to be a shoot because he's legit, like, thinks he's helping us out and giving us advice on how the volume Here's goes. the question. This is going to be the lowest episode Yeah, now we're just going to go. Scott's going to listen to the ones Pablo has done and then cut that in half. <laughs> yeah. Has anyone noticed that? Has anyone said anything to us besides him? He's the only do I've seen any kind of comment from. Okay. Don't shoot so. him, my man. I taught him everything he knows. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, and I ain't shooting on Pablo. Like, no, no, I'm not either. What he's doing for the first time in his life, he's doing a fantastic fucking job. And that's why this dude who keeps commenting, you know, he's well, getting a little personally irked. Hey. Like, well, leave the like, alone. I'd like to say to this gentleman. Rabble, 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 rabble. I'd like to say to this gentleman, keep up the good work. <laughs> 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 Should have seen that coming. Well, look, look, man. I mean, I'm trying to get some heat, some cheap heat. <laughs> cheap heat is shooting on the guy who's not here. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, even when he is, he ain't doing shit to me because I'll fucking monkey flip him. That ain't fucking happening either. But bull, are you packing heat, bull? <laughs> no, is that what he asked? Uh, no, just if I was packing. packing, packing? Yeah. I'm like, packing, money? Where the fuck are you... <laughs> what, what, what do you just watch colors <laughs> a decade man you see man carry the piece of rod man that's that prison speak you know you got one set of lingo when you go in you go away for a long time you come out you're still rocking the same fucking yeah, yeah. you you're you're still track of time right. yeah. it's like oh yeah you're asking where the child's at <laughs> man where's the child's here <laughs> man the fuzz is coming we had <laughs> the cheese and on the lamb man you see
The sicko. Yes, sir. One of our lovely fans did a sicko manatee. I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm not no, following. You know, selling that. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, we'll st- we'll start uh, the show. How how are things with you, the sicko? Things are well. I actually got um, an unexpected message in the past week, and I'm gonna pit myself over because it's one of the most humbling things. That you're always ever putting to yourself over. Somebody's that's, got to. You ain't gonna do it. That's true. So, um, Amy and I got contacted by the Trenton State Library. And they want to Trends put one of the, they want to put one of your books in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was good. <laughs> they would like to archive all of our source material that we wrote. No slam dancing. They want a house in a collection. Our tapes are. Oh, word! Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, man. so that was you know. Are they building a wing? Well, they have they have an entire archive section for all things Trenton, Trenton history, and our book has a lot of Trenton history in it, besides all the music stuff, so they're going to take our tapes, our original manuscripts, all that kind of shit, and make a little... Will they, um... uh, Will they enter the picture of the manatee? (laughs) I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. I will talk to Amy and make sure a JPEG is sent to her email. To be printed out on and a gloss. And so Amy and I will be uh, doing a speaking engagement October the 22nd at the Trenton State Library, if you're in the area. Are you going to be doing it in hushed tones? Perhaps. It will be a library. When we, It was funny, because when the book dropped, we did like five like little live speaking of library things and every single one of them they kept asking me to tone it down <laughs> and, i mean yeah. every single one oh. and then by i mean you need to fucking take a nap sometimes man you're all fucking time, sparked up by the time we got to like the last one they were setting up mics and amy's like no 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 he doesn't need a mic just give me one wow <laughs> yeah well, so, look, man, uh, you, sometimes you're a little bit fucking verbose. I, and I'm loud. You are. I come from a loud Italian family. So you'll be in the Dewey Decimal system. No, Dewey Decimal this. Yeah, so uh, we actually, we did, a, we spent a lot of time in the early days of working on the book in the Trenton State Library because we did tons and tons of research there, which the woman who contacted me didn't even know. I told her we spent like half our time in there. So. Stealing material and plagiarizing. please. We were you know we were what? using microfiche and microfilm. Ooh, microfilm. You know what I hated back in the day? The what car, did you hate? The card catalog. Oh, oh, I hate catalog. Hate that worst. Like I gotta like fuck. Forget it. I don't even want to read this shit anymore. No man, they're they're trying to make it hard on you. Fuck that, the man. I like it now as a historical thing because you don't have to use them. Yeah, but I understand like, ha- that. Having it as a functional thing, it was the pits. Yeah, I mean, that's like looking at a unicycle knowing you have a car. Right. There's the option is there. Mr. Stallone, you've been... Uh, yes. We haven't been here in a minute. You've no, been it's, it's been a month or so. At the least. <laughs> what's been going on, man? Well, it's been five episodes, put it that way. All right. Yeah. What's what's the word? Uh, just been working, man. Just working crazy. Yeah, yeah. Not doing some air conditioning. Call me the working man. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. what I am. Yeah, Gav- fuck Gavin- shirt off. How about that? Yeah, man. Gavin Marks. Hold on, please hold. Your call is important <laughs> to us. He's, yeah. he's having difficulties. Fuck. For fuck's sake. Fuck you. Are you really having this much trouble? He, he's shoot mad at a shirt. He's, he's revved up. Y'all sparked up. See, if you hadn't said anything, you wouldn't have even thought about it. 
Okay. It's the power of suggestion, as I was saying. Proceed. All right, I did some music. I uh, did some more stuff for Fool's Gold and A-Track. All right. I did some... Uh, I'm writing some new songs with Bianca Ryan of America's mm-hmm. Got Talent. Oh, fame. word. And I uh, just did two cues for Monday Night Football. Oh, shit. Um, and all this stuff happened in the last 10 days, so I've been a little busy. Yeah. Call me the working man. Well, Koopy. <laughs> uh Me, I'm doing the same shit I was doing the last time we spoke. Staying busy. OG, uh, what's the word? Did you hear? Did you hear as of yesterday? Uh, you didn't hear back from the Darth Vader people. Have you heard from them yet? I called them. And? It's being processed. And? <laughs> I've heard nothing since. <laughs> Kubi, Darth Vader, Kubi, no. I mean, they better fucking call me soon or I'm going underground. What? Going <laughs> it's happening is what you're No, I'm going to the black market. Oh, yeah, you said you got a guy. I so. do. Our guy Phil. I'm trying to do the right thing. Phil. Motherfuckers keep making Phil's me Phil's fucking... connected to this guy. <sighs> he is. Speak. <laughs> I like real quick. Speak. I don't know what I can talk about what I can. Yeah. Yes. Speaking of Phil, real quick, uh... Make sure y'all follow Phil on the Twitter. He just went and made himself a page. It's at Phil Amino. Well, that's because he snuck He snuck in. Somebody snuck him a, a, smart, a smartphone into the gimmick. Yep. Like uh, Omar in the night the night of. <laughs> yeah, and he's got the chip deal, so ain't nobody like tracking his shit. No, he knows no. what he's doing. So, yo, if you need a ball. He's got stuff to say. He, oh, he do. Yeah, I mean. But follow him. Follow our man on the Twitter. right back. I sent him a, a picture of his high school girlfriend. <laughs> Tara uh, McPoyle McPoyle yeah Tara oh, McPoyle <laughs> I mean I was popping myself the conversation Vinny, me and Vinny had through text the other day about Phil Amino and Tara McPoyle <laughs> should have been like 10 shows worth of stuff <laughs> you guys have no idea the brilliance that goes on when we're not on fucking air yeah we have it's, we have shows <laughs> off air um well, uh, Broad Street Breakdown, as always, is being brought to you by Crescent Street Tattoo. 4371 Crescent Street, Philly, PA, 19127. CrescentStreetTattoo.com is the website. Uh, Facebook, Crescent Street Tattoo. Instagram, Crescent Street Tattoo. And also by No Slam Dancing, No Stage Diving, No Spikes. An oral history of the legendary... City Gardens, written by our good friend Miss Amy Yates Wolfing and Stevie Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico! Uh, you can go to dwolf.com. The Facebook is No Slam Dancing. The IG is No Slam Dancing Book. And the new book is coming out soon. Uh, that's a New York hardcore graffiti book by Freddie. It's, uh, I miss anything there? No, I think you got it all. It's enough, either way. <laughs> um, OG, so one of our uh, gimmick gang came through. Yeah, our boy Mike, uh, Dynamite Kid. Yeah, what up, kid? He came, uh, he came through with his boy Bob on Saturday. Uh, Winchester came up, too. Crazy. And we fucking hung out at the shop. Nice. Best dude ever. Nice, nice. Yeah, man, we had a really good time. That's what's up. Yeah. So he yeah. got tatted. Yeah, he got tattooed on a Saturday. Was that Saturday? Yeah. Saturday. Cool B. Cool B. Saturday night. Yeah. How big was that night. piece? I couldn't tell in the picture. 
Uh, it was, it, it, he's got a lot of tattoos, so it was filling up a uh, gap he had, you know? Okay. So I'd say like this, like, you know, nice. kind of whatever, maybe like that. Mm. Yeah. For the audience. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was going to explain. A, I'm showing a nice size tattoo. <laughs> it was about, <laughs> it was about Keep the, up. the size of a, of a meatball. Smart enough, yeah. man. You know, the size of a meatball. <laughs> <Everybody>. <laughs> that, regulation size. That's yeah, regulation that size of meatball. That's how when Gavin takes calls and he's assessing prices, he's like, "All right, three meatballs." <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He's on the meatball system. Yeah, it's yeah. like 150 clams per meatball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you? You told me you you were like Jackie's tattooing me or something. You got tattooed. Again? Yeah, I got tattooed on Sunday night. Um yeah, it fucking sucked. Like it always sucks. <laughs> where where did you get it? <laughs> on my fuck head? I didn't even notice it. Yeah. Oh shit! Oh. I didn't even see that. Yeah. How the fuck did I miss that? I don't know because it wasn't f- on the jury side, right? It's on the other side. You got a fucking that, that wow! Nice I like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So I I questioned. You know, why, uh, I'm 44 fucking years old. I'm still getting my fucking head tattooed man <laughs> like is this is this a good life choice that i've made <laughs> and you're always you, while it's happening to either one of us we're always saying why are we doing it? as soon know. as the, as soon as the fucking needle dips into the ink my brain goes to why am i doing this? it's it's stupid and if we haven't been doing it for 30 something fucking years i probably wouldn't I don't know, man. It's one of them things, you know? It is one of them things. Yeah, I just recently got a new one from Miss Jackie. But the more I think about it, like, like I legit come home and I look at them, <laughs> and then I, like, go online and see dues, and I'm like, the older I get, the more I want to, like, get every tattoo I've ever gotten removed. Like, that's... Yeah, I know a lot of people who feel like that. It's a weird uh, thing. It, it's like... For me... Mm, see it's a tough it's a tough thing man because it, it goes into it's like anything that you've been into for a long time or anything that's was sort of uh considered one thing at one time and then sort of uh became a more mainstream thing it's it gets into this weird area man like do you let squares and jerk offs dictate your feelings towards things that you know are cool just because they might think it's cool as well. Right. Right. It's a tough uh it, it it's it's a tough area because I, I you're not the first person who said that to me. Well, I, and for me it's even tougher anymore with the fact that you know everything is so prevalent as far as social media like you're you're basically assaulted with everything every time you Yeah, your senses are assaulted by You know what I mean? People. Also though, the thing is is like I mean, y'all know this more than anyone. There's just sort of rites of passage in, in these sorts of things. Well, and, and that's the that other have been bypassed. It. It's like, yo, motherfucker, I saw you with nothing 18 months ago, and now you look like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know who to, you know what I mean? Who, yeah. who, who, who people look at as someone that's heavily tattooed or whatever. <sighs> it's like, it's... I don't get that either. That part of it is just as upset. Like, first, the fact that it crossed into the mainstream, I don't know. You process it how you process it. Everyone processes it differently. I'm still, I'm obviously heavily tattooed. I'm still currently getting tattooed. But I just as easily understand what you're saying. And like Gavin, I've heard people say that too. Like, you know, I'm, 
I'm about to get my shit removed. If it didn't hurt so bad, you know, because it hurts worse than the ink. Exactly. And the ink kills. But it's, you start seeing these, it's, first off, there's just so many levels to it. The rites of passage, the fact that you don't get questioned about it the right. way you did before. It's not, it's not, it's not bugged out. And then me doing what I do and it crossing over into, into hip hop, you have these artists like Tyga or whatever who go under, um, you know, it's sedation or whatever the medical term is. Like they're having surgery, like anesthesia. Anesthe- they go under anesthesia and get completely covered. Sleeve, both sleeves, chest pieces done while they're under. This shit has happened. This isn't. This isn't a work. There's, there's four, five, six very famous people that in the hip hop and R and B community that have done that. So there's no pain. Just yeah, there's no rite of passage. It's going for the fun. There's huge, a huge part of being tattooed too is the experience. Yeah. I can tell you conversations I had with Gavin during each tattoo. The, the you know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't mean you, anything. No, it doesn't right. mean anything. And it's just when it comes down to that, like Gavin said, do you let it? Do you let it change how you feel? I, I guess I don't let it change how I feel about my approach to what I've done, but there's an overall... It still bums you out. It's you just some, like, begrudging. Like, <laughs> like that's the bottom line. Yeah, I'm, I get vexed simply based on other people's behavior yeah. because of what Gavin said about how long we've been, been doing here's it. Here's a fucked up thing, if I could say something. Now, here's the reverse situation. Like, there was a time in my life I was thinking, oh, I'm gonna get some peace, and I just never made the decision, I never fucking crossed that line. Yeah. So, uh, here I am, actually making a living doing music you know uh but because i don't have fucking full sleeves and whatever i walk around my neighborhood and there are people looking at me like you know i'm just some guy yeah you know? yeah yeah and they've got the look that like everybody assumes is doing the, something crazy. exactly but man they're not they're you know, not they no. not necessarily i'm no, saying not everybody but not no i know what you mean so it's, it's the reverse it, it, it gets flipped upon itself and because they're doing looks they're looking, doing square biz like, who are you motherfucker yeah who the, what have you done with your fucking life to earn that shit did you earn that shit no it's, this is coming from it, me. it all I'm like it all comes back to again i think this combo comes full circle it will continue it's like motherfuckers ain't earned their stripes yeah. with any of it. No like, doubt. yo, man, it would have been a time where it was some motherfuckers that would call you on that shit. You know what I mean? Like People we're... on my timeline who, yo, they whole, they whole, they're getting uh, uh, one arm one day, one arm the other day, one <laughs> leg one day, one leg. Yo, Neck, in, all in, done. in 15 months, you're covered. Like that. People would have checked you at a certain era. It's not now, so you safe. You know, it's like, but motherfuckers, like, it's really up to us where to make it where it ain't safe no more. You know what I mean? How much can I bitch if I ain't checking everybody? You know what I mean? But then you get to the point where you say, well, I'm also, is that really, am I the fucking police? Is it my job? Is it my job? Am right. I the this police? Yeah. You know, whatever the, whatever right. police, am I the punk rock police? Am I the this police? I'm not, I'm really not the police of anything other than my, than my cypher. And we police each other. I mean, with, like, we're all in this room of a certain age and, you know, by no means, you know, tattooing as an art has been around a very, very long time. So it's not even like we were there when it started. But having said that, like when we first... I mean, you take it to the Samoans and right, shit like right. that, yeah. But when we first started getting our tattoos, like, basically in everyday life, the only people you ever saw tattooed... Bikers? Bikers. Yeah. Skinheads. 
and like 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 uh um, like navy dudes army like yeah yeah armed yeah. forces type people and that was it and when you went to a tattoo shop sometimes like it, it could be a sketchy experience absolutely if you man. don't know if you ain't know how to act if you ain't know nobody in there like like i i the first time i ever got tattooed and this was in the 80s like i went to a place where it was just nothing but skinheads and bikers yeah you know, I'm a little dude, and yeah. I walked in there, not a not a shred of ink on me, and was just like, I picked something off the flash, and, you know, it was an intimidating experience. Yeah, I mean, what I know as a young, young boy, I'm not talking about, like, late teens, early 20s, I'm talking about, like, 11, 12, 13, because of y'all, because of my brothers, I was around older people shit, yo, they were, me- they were like, borderline scary to me. Yep. Mm. I didn't really see much of a distinction between a drug spot that you'd be scared of or right. a tattoo spot. Be, not because of the art of tattooing, but because the type of people who frequented these spots, you know what I'm saying? They were super scary to me. And then as I started getting tattooed, I guess 17, um, you know the you know where I first got tatted. I think you were the, you've been tatted there too, right? Yeah, you that's know? the place I was just talking okay. about. Okay. That place was I mean I'm going into the mid '90s. By the time I was going there, and, and it was gutter then. Mm-hmm. So it's not like from '88 or '89 or whenever you did it to '94 or '95, it had cleaned itself up. Right. It was. St- it still is today. The hood. I don't know what it's like in terms of going in because tattoo culture has changed. Right. You have shows on TV. You have Ink Master. It's just culturally. I, I wanted to get into one thing real quick though. I wanted to say something way less permanent than tattoos when you see a girl it could be a kardashian with green hair or something like that Uh, shit got you stomped out yep you were a freak who got chased you know what i'm saying like chased by jocks if you had green pink blah 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 hair now it's like rap dudes have have dreads with with weave pink into it or weave you know or or whatever or or r&b or or pop stars or just kids that do it and don't there again there's no rite of passage if you were a kid that fucking put a fucking clothespin through his nose and had a mohawk in 89 you was official you you that meant something and you knew i'm gonna have to rumble Mm mm-hmm you were you knew coming home from that Sunday night show on the subway, somebody was gonna fuck with you, right? And I'm either gonna rumble and stab them, or you know whatever your your, your disposition was. Yeah, there were punk rockers who were and are crazy who could beat the shit out of people, even and if, there if were you, more timid kids who got fucked up because of it. But even if you were rocking clothespins on your fucking denim jacket, like as part of your fucking you know like part of your clothing, there, there was, was a just a very the fuck? there was a much more defined line and a defined division between mainstream culture and subculture then and i think both no i was gonna say both parties were happier the subculture was happier then to me i i know i was whether it was punk rock hardcore hip-hop i know i was much more happy with it being insular for me because now there is no rite of passage back to the social media back to my facebook timeline it's like Yo, you know, there's like you said about the dude in your neighborhood, this hipster who's sleeved us, you know, some girl with I'll see a girl on uh, on my timeline with no education, no job prospects with some some big shit on her neck. I'm like, yo, you understand that 
this shit's gonna go out of style, right? I think motherfuckers think it, it's gonna come off their body. I think. I mean, I I don't know. Talking, I mean, you're talking about a, a a generation that to me is inscrutable, as in I don't understand how they think or act. So I don't even know that. You, quite literally, could be. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, I I think I think I'm being. It's an expaseration. I don't literally think yes. it's gonna, but I don't think there's much of a. You know, with us back then, it was like, this is going to be on forever. Like, mm-hmm. that whole process. I still do it now. Like Scott said, I have and have always made um, money and taken care of myself financially via the arts. So I don't need... I can tattoo my face and I'm good. Well, like, you I'm good forever. to anybody. Right. No, nothing. Like, but right. Gavin and I will still talk because my mom's basically like, Gavin's in trouble once your face and head are tattooed, she's going right for him. I oh, know. Fuck. He's fucked. Because <laughs> I was like, Jackie, when we do this, you know where where my shape up line is yeah, yeah. on both sides. Uh, blah blah. My mom was like, Oh hell no. <laughs> I'm like, Not you shutting me down. Right. She's like, And last time Jackie tattooed me, she's like, Is it done now? Is that it? I'm oh like, No, nah, I mean, wh- I don't know how you want me to answer that. That's funny. But um. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely so, something very jarring to me, and I, I I'm not gonna sit here and say it's a good thing or it's a bad thing, but like when you see someone who's like a 24 year old girl, and like 18 months ago they had nothing on them, and within like a year span, you know they're they're fully covered, and I don't want to be that dude where I'm like you haven't earned yeah, that it's you a tough it, it, but you're right it's that's a tough, how i feel it's a tough about thing. certain people how you feel it's, you can't apologize for how you feel whether it's right or not i yeah. don't know either because i'm as mad as you like i think gavin i don't know when this fucking happened this shift where he's become the fucking rational one. i know i don't yeah. know when <laughs> i'm texting him like yo this motherfucker said this to me i'm paying for your fl- flight we're rolling and blah, 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 blah. We're out. We're going to stomp them out and then fly home in the same day because we don't want to not sleep in our own beds in the air conditioner. You know what I'm saying? And but my show's on tonight. Somehow there's been this shift where this fucking guy who was the first to stab someone, the first what? to zip, zip, set it off. <laughs> Just like, yo, what the, is that motherfucker looking at you? We're setting it. No rap. And now there's, I don't know when this shift happened. And I'm not going to be like it's when he had kids because he was crazy well into the kids. Wait a minute. Time out. <laughs> let's let's go back in in the time machine for a minute let's, and let's. talk about not the time machine. <laughs> <laughs> Is it going to do like the sitcom thing where everything gets all wavy and goes yeah. while you're having a flashback? Yeah. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's talk about the time we went to see um what's the name? Ghost. Yes. Yeah. You're gonna. You Who? wanted to set it. Yeah, exactly. You're the one who fucking uh, squashed it. Yeah, you were in a bad mood. <laughs> I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you fuck. So you're like uh, almost the voice of reason. But you're, you're, you're basically arguing that you're not the voice of reason. I don't know how that works. Scott, it's, it's, I don't, <laughs> I'm not sure <laughs> if you want that, that, that title or not. Wh- it, wh- depends, you- it depends. It depends. <laughs> on- See how it depends? It depends. Yeah. It, you know why that night he was miserable? No. Because I know. Because he had to go see Ghost. No. 
Shut up, shut no. up. <laughs> because he <coughs> fucking doesn't eat Chinese food like a little baby. No. And Jackie that's and not, I... That's not and true. And that was like the third time we've done that to him, too, where we all go out, we just decide Chinese, oh. and G just sits there well, and the like, I'll go to Wawa off the, the street. The fucking venue's in the fucking middle of Chinese town, and he wants a ravioli. Uh, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. You're out of luck. Okay. You know they make shit, they, they make eggs at the Chinese place. They just gotta stir it into a shit. Everybody fucking stir relax. it into soups. <laughs> stir it into rice. Hey, I'm fucking 44 years old. I can fucking eat Chinese food or not eat Chinese food, and I'm fine with the decision that if I wasn't fine with it, I'd say you fuckers. I, I'm I'm gonna fucking meet you in a half hour. I'm gonna go get something else. A. B. Not even fucking. Wow. Sorry. B, I was not in a bad mood that night. I was actually in a good mood, and that guy thought he was going to say a couple things, and he almost got taken care of, and you're the one who said, nah, he ain't worth it. I don't know that I said that. You didn't, but you said something that was close to that. (laughs) (laughs) He had on a fucking, he had on an MMA shirt. And oh. he was a walking stereotype, and I'm like, I'm gonna turn this fucking <laughs> dude's fucking jaw into a jigsaw puzzle oh. in front of his girl while he's wearing his MMA shirt. Oh. They're easy marks, man. In, so, all, oh. in all honesty, he, the guy, thought thought better of the situation. Yeah, but if someone, <laughs> if if one of the two of us was the voice of reason that night, that would have been you. Fine. <laughs> that Thank I you. find hard to Fine. believe. It was true. I find that You're rather hard to believe. Then. <laughs> I mean, listen. Anyway, so uh, well, so what was your what was the point of all this? I became the voice of reason. With, so what? what tattoos. Somebody's stopping somebody oh. from getting a, you know a fucking right. big piece on their fucking bridge of their nose. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. I don't want to be that guy who is like, oh, this little kid thinks he knows fucking punk rock. Fuck him. He I, was, I was just going to kind of bring up that. Point. So it kind of it it it, it 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 it's tough for me. I don't like to judge people on anything like that. I can't say for a lot of people whether they're legit or not. I can't say. That's you know that's your thing. But it seems a little suspect to me if after six months you have. You had nothing, and now you have fucking full sleeps. Like it's a phase you're going yeah. through, and that's cool, man. I'm I'm okay with that, but I don't think you're understanding the possible repercussions of that. And I don't, I don't love when somebody's going through a phase. If it's the start of you being into that for life, right. I'm down with you. Whether it's whether it's music stuff or or culturally or whatever, whatever. Because you're thinking this choice that you've made personally, it's not a phase. Yeah, this you know, and you I are. don't I don't like people who who I don't like people who are into something for short periods of time. I and that. I don't mean like yeah, I was into that one record for like a minute, but because we all do that. But 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 these these sort of lifestyle choices that you, you can't it, like. It's hard for me to be okay with someone who chooses a lifestyle for six months and then moves on to the next thing and then moves on to the next thing and moves on to the next thing. Everybody we know has been true since day one, right or wrong. We're into what we're into and we've been into it from day one. 
there's something to that. I'm not saying it was a pro- a great choice that we made. It was a fucking whatever choice. But th- at the very least, we can say we're true to what we do. Yeah. So I'm okay with you know a 20 year old girl who who's deciding that she's getting into getting tattooed. I'm cool with that. It, but it, if that's like the start of a life that you're yeah taking yeah, on, I'm not like, saying you need absolutely. to be into shit. I mean, I got tattooed when I was 17 years old. You know, it, it, I'm not saying that's what you need to do on any level. Especially now that I have I have kids. Like I see things a lot different, but. It, it, there's a difference between somebody who's who thinks something's cool for a period of time and somebody who is then in the life. And we just happen to be talking about tattoos, but it it, it crosses over into many aspects of things that we're all into for whatever fucking reason. I, I liken this to a, a guy that I know from way back. He was the fucking, the biggest nerd, bigger nerd than me. Just like... Like book smart nerd, you know, okay. sweater guy and the whole fucking thing. And then six months after that, he was the rocker guy and got fucking like one arm sleeved up. And then six months after that, he was literally the guy addicted to fucking heroin. And then six months after that, he was clean and he moved to fucking Seattle and he's a yoga instructor. Then six months after that, he goes and he's like, okay, now I'm into, uh, uh, I don't fucking remember what it was, but like the next phase and every six months he had a completely different look, completely different wardrobe. It was like, this is cool now. I know like three or four people personally like that and they all mirror, uh, what's his name? The Don Cheadle character in Boogie Nights. Oh God, Remember when he kept trying to figure out his gimmick in the morning? Brilliant. The cowboy but, thing is so over. The yeah, cow- yeah right. I know spaceman. I'm spaceman now. I, I know a couple rappers like that. I know. I just know a couple people in my life like that. And like you said, it's I call him Buck because that was that was his name in that movie. But the, the, the I wanted to touch on though what Gavin said about if it's the beginning of a lifelong thing for, for these younger people, then it's okay. The only difference is, I'm not saying I disagree with, the only difference is they're starting at a point where it's safe. It's, they're not being, it's not crazy. Um, it was crazy when we were doing it. Agreed. Uh, part of me, I'll be the voice of reason again. Part of me is glad for them that they don't have to go through some of the shit that some us and some people we know it went through i mean that's just being a better person and i'm not the better person i think that's what you're doing you're probably right you're being more logical you're being the better person about it but that shit helps you figure shit out that shit makes you see the world in a you know more clear i liken it to a fighter who, who when you look at the way fighters trained and the way they lived and the way they conducted their lives as opposed to now kids that don't make weight you know, that was unheard of back in the day to have the disrespect to not make weight when your opponent lived like a fucking monk in order. You know what I mean? It happens often enough now where people are like, we have to restructure this. They need to be fined. They need to be there need to be bans. They need to, you know, what I mean? because it's happening that much. You don't struggle. It's Ali talked about it how much he he's i hated every minute of every of of every hour every second of training but the glory was worth it so to me to to build off what you said part of part of the living and learning comes with the struggle that sure it 
when you have is, a sa- when you have a safety net, you're you're not getting the same education. And the safety yeah. net is nobody is is checking any of these. Right. You can work at fucking uh, uh, the kiosk in the mall. You can work at uh, Applebee's. You, you know what I mean with full sleeves and. That shit was dead in the 80s or 90s. You know what I mean? That wasn't popping. The cliche about how that struggle builds character is is based in truth. You know Absolutely. I mean? It has been my life because of the the route that I took in terms of music and where I got... That, that taught me a lot about life. Hell yeah. A lot about... <clears throat> How people be go? I'm sorry, guys. No, you go. I no, no. Just talk about how people behave. How people behave when you don't have shit, and then how people behave when you can help them. All of that. All of those lessons. They're lessons everybody learns at some point, but some are more. Some are more bitter pills. Some are more of a jagged pill, and you learn them earlier. But you come back. You come back more dangerous. After you went through that, you come back a better fighter. You come back knowing I'm not going to let that punch hit me next time. Mm -hmm. I know that they're loading up on their left hand. I'm not getting hit with that left next time. You know what I mean? So I'm glad I took the shots that I took and dealt with the devils that I dealt with. You know, I mean, I wish I could inflict bodily harm upon some of them, but because of their nature... I would end up in jail and I would end up, you know, being sued because... Right, and you're not changing anybody's mind at that point. Yeah, because pussy gets fucked. And that's the thing, they're, they're pussy. So I can't I can't really... Like, street justice, that's not an option for me. And it's not really an option for me at all at this stage of my life because of my career and because of the fact that you know what they're going after if I knock somebody the fuck out. You know what I mean? So That's what OG was saying. Is like, are you the, the guy that's going to teach this, this? Is it your responsibility? Yeah. You know, are you going to be the police guy? Exactly. It's- I think one of the one of the biggest problems, and <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> um, you know, maybe you'll, you'll agree with this or find a, a point in it. Um, I think what upsets me personally is... Whenever you have something that at one point was considered underground, be it music, be it tattoo culture, any any of these things that we're talking about, the problem is it, it, it's a weird conundrum, shall we say, where like like all right, you talk about hardcore, right? Hardcore punk rock is supposed to be all inclusive. You're not supposed to reject anybody for anything. You're sure. supposed to accept people at face value. Okay. But if you're willing, if you if that's your mindset, then you're going to have to accept everything for we're talking about. People who are jerk offs, yeah, yeah, of who, course. Who you know maybe good people and come into it with the best intentions, but you watch how they go about things, and you're like, you're a jerk off. You don't know anything, and it's it's a weird balancing act. And the other thing that's very insulting is, um, when mainstream culture picks and chooses parts of things. For their own benefit, yeah, and that's that has spurred on, you know, whether it's the tattoos becoming more acceptable and people getting them, um, underground music scenes blowing up. And I mean, what about up. just what about Chris Brown wearing Cro-Mags and Excel patches on his jacket? Like that's that's one of the biggest mockeries ever, ever. But I shouldn't care about it, like. I, 
And if there wasn't an internet, I would never know, and my life would never be affected by right. it. And that's why I talk about the social media aspect. Like, I'm cool with shit if I don't have to fucking see it. If you're some fucking jerk job who's 20 years old and got your whole face tattooed because you don't know no better, have at it. Like, if I'm not seeing it, I'm never even going to give it a second yeah, thought. Yeah, I, I think, for me, I think I would have to a thousand percent agree. The fact that it's going on, is of no consequence to me. The fact that I have to say it That's what's is why we're doing this podcast because <laughs> it, it, you can fry an egg on my head. It gets me so yeah. fucking mad. But, and I've told you guys this before and I know some fucking wise ass could come back with the, could retort with, well, you don't have to be, but that's not the reality. And it is like, a, a fair part of my job is to to be active with Absolutely. social media because fans dig that shit. And I dig a good majority of my fans. You know what I mean? Like, for me to say this isn't applicable to a lot of them, maybe some of them, you know what I mean? Mo most dudes give me pound, say what's up, they're mad cool, they're, 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 they recognize my humility and the fact that I'm down to have a convo with anyone. It's just when people OD with me, that's when it could appear that I'm a dick. You know, and that's one in a million, and then someone will pick that out. That's you the know? story that gets told. That's the story that it's gets told. It's not the other 900,000 people that everyone that stopped. And I, I mean, I've seen this. I've been, I've witnessed it for years. Like, in any social situation, someone who's a fan of your music will come up to you. You could be eating dinner with your moms, and you will stop and talk to that person and make them feel like, yeah, you know. I mean, when we're on tour, it's like, yo, when we leave this building, it's from here to the tour bus. No stopping, no talking. As soon as I open the door, that's out the window because I can't do it. Because I was that kid at one time, you know You what don't want to be Danzig. No, I don't because he did it to me, you know. And I, th that guy, that guy, I, 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 I'm probably going to knock him out cold if I'm in, I'm in punching range and then pick him up and thank him for being a dick, for treating me. And showing me how never to be if I ever, you know, quote unquote made it. One of the aspects of this, and, and the only person I can put this question to would have to be the OG. Um, so obviously your livelihood, your business is in the tattoo world. Right. So this proliferation of tattoos becoming popular <clears throat> on one hand has got to be very good for you. But on the other hand... That's why he's wearing a monocle and, <laughs> and he came in doing, we're in the money. He's the Monopoly it's, guy? He's the Monopoly guy. Or Mr. Peanut. <laughs> well played, Mr. Peanut. Fuck. You um, out Neil Mr. Neil. Peanut, uh, how do you feel? It's the same sort of, I have the same sort of mindset in a weird way that I have, for example, with a, a, a music that you do let's say in my mind it's super cool if it's m me and you listening to something yeah yeah but in reality it's it's super cool at the same time that x amount of kids are buying it so there's levels to it yeah i don't i don't like really talking about tattoo stuff unless I'm talking to Sicko about some idea he has or some whatever, whatever. Yeah. For, uh, crew stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not general bullshit. Yeah, because that's part of the job I have. So 
on one hand, I like when music stuff is only known by 10 people, but I'm glad that that band is, is getting the recognition that it does and it continue, can continue to do what it does and it lives off the music right. and whatever, whatever. Might get to make a second. So right it's there. almost the same thing. I like, I would like, you know, to be just having friends in the shop and, and, and that kind of thing. But at the same time, I like that, that the shop appeals to people who are outside the circle because that's what pays the bills. So it's a weird thing. (laughs) So then I go back to, I'm trying, I try not to judge anybody. You know, I have never in all the time I've been dealing with tattoo stuff, never one time told anybody that the, the idea they have is stupid. I might tell them that, well, maybe it's a better idea if you do this. Maybe it's, you know, that sort of thing. But I, I'm not the one who has to live with it. And I'm not the one who has to, who's living in their head. So I don't necessarily know where they're coming from. And if I take a step back and put it, my opinions don't jive with most people anyway. So why would it be okay to me, someone's idea? Because most of my ideas aren't necessarily what somebody else might think is cool so i'm no judge you know so i try in all aspects of my life not to judge anybody but there's some people that are just so fucking blatant and apparent that it's it's tough to so if i come in next saturday and i want a fucking tweety bird on my fucking left nipple that's gonna be cool with you honestly i would say all right it's blah 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 (laughs) like it doesn't even phase me at this point to to sort of even have an opinion on what somebody's getting that takes restraint uh, I, I at this point it doesn't it doesn't I don't even have an opinion most of the time unless I think it's something that's not the thing itself but the placement might be off where they w- think they want to put it or maybe the sizing needs to be different or that the technicalities okay. of it but the actual thing itself d- nothing can phase me at this point nothing mm. and I have really very little opinion of it but point being Everything is cooler when it's a group of people, when it's a small, when, when it's your small group. But at the same time, like, you know, am I happy that, you know, there's an MC5 song on some commercial? Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Am I happy that, was it cooler, when, quote, <laughs> cooler when nobody knew about this particular song? Okay, yeah. But at the same time, you know, and I'm always, I, I always, I always loved from the time I was young, hipping somebody to stuff mm. who was genuine. It's like, yo, you like that? Check this out. Because that's what somebody did to me when I was 14. They said, oh, you dig this? Check this out. Yeah, there's and no better feeling than, than I mean, than to hit. this day, I me still too. like that, you know? Yo, man, I just made like, um, you know, on a thumbstick, like put a bunch of music on a thumb drive for somebody. It's not hip to any of it. Right. And that'll, I'll be open that, once. You, you could put fucking 50 songs on there. If two of them fucking it, hit. Exactly. Like that, it's it's all worth exactly. it. Exactly. I, I feel like I spent a good deal, well, a, most of my y- younger years with that mentality of wanting shit for myself. I only want 50 people to know this record. And then you grow to realize that that's a selfish way of seeing things because how could they make record number two or seven inch number two if there's only 30 people who like that? So, And how can these people ever not be a jerk off 
if they if you're not allowing them to get hip to something yeah, that yeah. makes people cool, right? right. And you're like, mad that people get get hip to something and then mad that they're not, that's, right? That's the thing. Know? Like when coming back to tattoos, it's like as many as I see, it seems like the game has been up to a level or two. There's some good work out there. There's some really really good work. I mean, I see some bad shit too, but but it seems like when I notice ink, I'm like, oh, that's all right. I mean, I noticed bad shit too, but I'm like, now I guess I'm, I'm wondering if the level and the pervasiveness has made people aware of how to do it better. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, sure. Everything progresses. It's you know, it's it, uh, if in 1980 you were trying to record a demo and you're trying to record a demo now. That's a technology thing too. Sure. You know, yeah, it's just say, a progression there, yeah. of things, you know? There's also got to be, like, a flip side to that, too. Like, because, like with music, because technology has made things easier, like, <clears throat> excuse me, I have, I feel like you also see more bad, like, done in someone's basement type tattoos, because you can get shit, like, everybody thinks they can do it now. Yeah. Same same well, thing with music. I, I am with okay. Scott. I've seen, I'm with Scott where I've seen some fucking beautiful work done though. Yeah, like beautiful, <clears throat> beautiful work done that I I wouldn't have seen twenty years ago. And if I did, it was one one hundredth of what it is now. Where where my fucking head would explode. You know what I'm saying? Yes. My son's mother got a big L piece, and it looks like the wall in Harlem. You know, and wow. it's 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 fucking beautiful. You know what I mean? So I mean, um, here's where I don't make a lot of sense to people. <laughs> I, that's I a great people, way to start. I have people who are super close to me who do not understand this thing I'm about to say. I'm not super angry at people who. Uh, kid, young people who tattoo out of their house or get tattooed in a house for a few reasons. When a kid will come in and he's been tattooed in a house, I will um, lecture them in a way, but <clears throat> only because it's really not safe to do. Um, I'm not mad at... Uh, it's a real fine line you walk here. I'm not super mad at the mentality of me and my friend got the proper equipment and we're going to fucking put a bunch of t bad tattoos on each other. I'm not mad at that mentality because that mentality is the root to everything important. Sure. What does anger me is is some people who go around and pretend that they can tattoo and will fuck up a bunch of people to tattoo I party and stuff. Totally agree. That's, th that's a little bit different, but it's no different, but the one side is no different than, you know, me and Vinny at fucking 12 years old. And we decide we're going to fucking hand poke a fucking tattoo on each other. You know what I mean? It's still that same mentality. I totally know. Cause I, this <clears throat> shit that I do here is an extension of me 
starting to do it in my fucking bedroom. Exactly. I was that guy. Exactly. So exactly. I can't shit on somebody who's trying right. to do that now. Right. Because, right. you know, in a couple of years, you could really figure some shit out. And the best way to learn it is to fucking do there it. There are plenty of tat, uh, uh, of well-known, really talented tattoo people who started out in a fucking garage yeah. or in Pl- jail yeah there's right. plenty of them um again the, besides the safety issue the safety issue concerns me with kids who don't know better because it's super easy to, to catch all kinds of shit that will affect you for the rest of your life if not kill you mm. that's a concern but other than that you know, and I sort of have a problem with some uh, older motherfucker who should know better, who's tattooing, you know, fifteen-year-old little girls in a fucking house party and stuff. Putting fucking the fifteen-year-old girl doesn't know better, no doubt. Thinks it's okay because their her cousin got something from the same guy. You know, that that kind of stuff I don't like. I don't like motherfuckers who take advantage of people who don't know better. But there is something to that. Um, doing it in your house thing that goes back to to music stuff that goes back to whatever you know like everything is everything at this point is oversaturated but in in 10,000 things you might find three that are that that wouldn't have done something if had not they gone through that sort of grassroots uh, DIY right down that road right punk rock basement shit right yeah right there's something to that um there's definitely people in the tattoo industry who get super worked up over it i understand that as well right um you know the some of these motherfuckers have put in you know 20 30 years and they're like this mother you know this fucking kid's tattooing out of his house i get that as well um so I'm kind of conflicted on that just like I'm conflicted on everything else we said right. part of your part of your head says this little motherfucker doesn't know shit about punk rock. This little fucking, he thinks he's fucking coming around here. For but then the other part is, oh, but I want to hip this kid to what's, to what's what. Right. So well, it's, it's, that brings up something I, I talked about briefly real quick this week where can you, what if, what if buying the MC Hammer tape or the Vanilla Ice tape led right. to a kid three weeks later by getting that NWA or Ghetto Boys record? It's a, what if it, it, what if something is a gateway in the in a, in the well yeah. when you think of gateway you think of a gateway drug in the negative connotation what if it what if what if that kid was like bought vanilla ice and then heard an EPMD record in the same store here's the, the, the following he, month and that switched his whole changed his whole life the the bottom line with me is at, at 44 uh, it's super easy to be an old, jaded, miserable motherfucker. I seen that. I done that. That was my deal. Like sicko. Um, he's waving over there. Like so. what happens to purists? It's super easy. They- yeah, it's super easy to do that sort of thing. It's more difficult to sort of excuse certain behavior and sort of not care. Like in a weird way, like I, I consider myself above that. I don't give a fuck. Like do your thing, man. Do what you do. I don't care. And 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 if I'm caught in the wrong mood, I'll definitely be like this motherfucker with his fucking bullshit, whatever. But it's more about the individual than the thing. And you don't want to be, I don't think anybody really wants to be the guy that says, I'm putting it on myself to decide that 
you're worthy of getting tattoos. You're not. No, you're, that's, that's well. Uh, a lot of shops do that, right? And um, I don't think any of. I mean, we may joke about so much. It. That's not so much a Philly thing for some reason, but there are shops in the country that have that sort of mentality. That I mean, everybody I know in Philly who works in a shop is super fucking accommodating to the people that they deal with. Mm. At least the ones I know. The, I have definitely heard that vibe before. Like, nah, we're too cool for fucking this. We're too cool for... Like, get the fuck out of here. You ain't right. no fucking cooler than anybody. And believe me, I know a lot of motherfuckers who who have worked in tattoo shops, and a lot of them ain't fucking <laughs> cool, man. A lot of them <laughs> just think they're fucking cool. I mean, the same thing extends to, especially music, especially with hardcore. Was- There's always been that contingent where... You know, uh, you talk about punk rock and how it's expressing individualism, but then you go to the show and everybody's like a white kid from the suburbs that kind of looks the same. And it's it's that breaking out of that mold. And if somebody tries to do that, there's always the people, the, 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 the holier than thou, that seem to think that it's their... And I know because I was that dude for many years, and it was hard for me to break out I of think it. Everybody, I, try- I think everybody goes through a phase of that. Right. Um, whether or not you you evolve past it is the question. Right. I had a conversation this week through text when I was at work Sunday with Lydon, who's my middle um, son. And he's really into music right now, like in a different way than Xavier is. Xavier's kind of like, well, I like this song, I don't like this song kind of thing. Kaylee gets wrapped up in a lot of, uh, in some of the stuff that I like. Lydon has kind of gone on his own sort of path, and he's really wrapped up in these two bands right now. So I don't. I've listened. I've watched um, shows with him, uh, like um, show video, live videos, and 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 her, listen to the songs. And I don't get it. It ain't for me. It's like kid stuff. You know what I mean? I guess. I it's it's not. It doesn't appeal to me on any level. But. Um, I guess this kid who's in the band that he likes, and they're huge, this fucking band, huge. They're called 21 Pilots. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. I knew you were going to say that. They're fucking huge. Like, fucking mind-blowing how huge these guys are. And they're kids. They're kids, and they seem like nice kids. Like, I've watched this shit with Leiden, and they're like... Nice kids from the Midwest. Yeah, they have no ego. They don't think they're rock star fucking guys. Nothing like that, okay? So I guess this kid... Um, one of his gimmicks is in the middle, like near the end of the thing they have in the middle of the crowd, they have this sort of podium set up. Okay. And then, so he, he stage dives off the thing crowd surfs over to the gimmick, climbs up on it and does the last couple songs from this podium. Okay. Okay. So he did the show over last week or something. And I guess like, and I'm telling you like the amount of people at this show is fucking mind blowing. Yeah. The selling out Madison Square Square Garden. Yeah. For like four nights. Yeah. Four nights. Yeah. So the kid jumps off the stage and as he was going to the podium, I, I'm real I watched this video and I'm realizing like that that the kids at this show are completely not hip to that sort of culture at all. So the singer kid gets kind of fucking not beat up, but he gets kind of fucked up by the time he gets to the podium yeah. thing. Climbs up to the fucking podium, and you could tell he's just like, fuck. <laughs> like, he got clobbered. He went to the ringer. So he tells the other dude, like, yo, man, I'm do- like, I'm done. I'm sorry, everybody, but I got to go. Like, I think he got fucking, you know, pounded in the head a couple he times. He got hard weed? Could be. So 
all these fucking fans fans were reacting like these motherfuckers cut the set short. Fuck blah 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 blah. So I'm having this conversation with Lydon and. Just having that conversation, even though I can't relate to this band or it's it's not my thing, it's not anything. Just having this conversation with Leiden was was one of the best conversations I ever had. Just because I was checking out his twelve year old sort of um, outlook on this, and I was like, "Yo, man, you know where all that stuff comes from—that stage diver and stuff. That's all from my shit." Right, and, right, and right. He's like, "Oh yeah, you." I'm like, what are you talking? So I started sending him videos, you know, stuff I know he's not gonna like, but like um, that that Youth Brigade fucking uh, clip from uh, Another State of Mind. Yes, yeah, where where all the, the kids are jumping off the yeah, fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I sent him the anthem video and just like random shit that popped in my head. I was like, this is where this comes from, but your shit is the progression of that. That's what has happened since then, and. You know, it was just a, it was just an awesome conversation. And anyway, point being, I would like that to be my outlook in life in general, and not just with one of my kids. But at times, it's not the easiest thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, with me, it's 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 what I said earlier. Like, if I don't see it, I don't care, and I'm I'm cool with it being out there. I I don't. It's not that important to me anymore. It doesn't. It's not important to me that you know. Uh, big corporate interests are appropriating whatever yeah. subculture I once was into. It, I, it's like you get to a point, I guess, either with age or with wisdom. You like what you like, you dislike what you dislike, and really, there's no other influence on your life except what you think and maybe what like a few close friends. Think. Uh, it's yeah. one of the things that I was just I was talking to Beth, my wife, about this a couple days ago, and it's like. You know, there are these guys that turn out to be purists and they hold on to their fucking beliefs steadfastly and that's they never fucking change. And in the end, if they're in my industry, they're not working. Yeah. <laughs> they don't work. Yeah. Well, and they're the, thing- the fucking asshole in the tower looking down on the fucking plebs saying, you don't get to make a record in my studio. Yeah. And I'm like, that's so stupid because every time I work with somebody who, you know, I don't know much about or whatever it is and, and, and they know a thing and they don't know shit else. You know, but they might know their thing. Yeah, I want to know what their thing is. Sure, like I want to, I want to incorporate that into all of the stuff that I know and the stuff that I've learned, and I hold on to those ideals. But then I'll add on to that stuff by, you know, surrounding myself by people with people who have different sets of influences and whatnot. Yeah, here's a perfect uh, example um, of something that's very relevant and is about to happen. This. Big giant misfits reunion, right? Yeah. Now we'll all agree that, you know, at some point in our lives we were marks for the misfits. Yeah, I still am, yeah. Now, when we we had talked about this earlier um on on, on another episode when it was first announced. That yeah. was getting very close to the actual yeah. event. And my like with me, if it were if it were fifteen to twenty years before, I would be Outraged, I would be livid because I would consider myself a purist and yeah. you know, tarnishing. At this point, I don't care. Yeah, I'm not mad at them. I like. I know you didn't believe it, but my honest to god feeling is meh. Like I would never go to see it. I don't. If when the video pops up, obviously I'll watch it, yeah. and I love Dave Lombardo, but it's not as big a deal one way or the other, good or bad to me. Yeah. And the thing that you were saying about purists, the thing about purists is 99.9% of the time, people who 
are considered purists or even consider themselves purists weren't there at the beginning to create what they're so <laughs> high and mighty about. That's fucking That's true. the thing. That's like, funny. people of my generation who consider themselves punk rock purists, motherfucker, you weren't old. You're not old enough to have been there when it started. I mean, it's great that you picked up on it, and I'm glad that, you know, I was born in 1972, but... The Sex Pistols came around in like 76. I was four years old. I wasn't there at the outset. How am I going to shit on somebody in 2016 discovering if it's the Sex Pistols or whatever their generation's version of it is now? And that's kind of where I try to keep the fine line. And as long as it's not, I'm not being assaulted with, you know, people popping up like you never heard of them and they're covered head to foot with tattoos, things of that nature, then I'm I'm good with it. Do yeah, it. Yeah, I mean I think we I think we we discussed it tonight because there is an assault. Right. <laughs> you know that, I mean? That's the main yeah. thing. Before yeah. the internet, you would never know about yeah, these jerk offs. Yeah. Well, that gets into the the pros and cons of the internet, mm-hmm. you know. There's yeah. too many pros for me personally that I can overlook some of the cons. <laughs> right. You have to. <laughs> yeah. You have to. That's like anything. It's like, I'm not giving up my technology because, um, you know, my, I'm not giving up well, my protein system. I mean, again, it goes this. into, it goes into how much you're going to let fucking jerk offs affect you. Right. right. And my goal in life is to, to be above letting any jerk offs affect me on that level. Right. Exactly. Right. Now, all right. I'm, some I'm, asshole I'm, overuses auto tune. Does that mean I'm, not gonna ever use it. Right. Does that mean I'm gonna take it out of That's my system? That's the thing. So, right. so now we go full circle. So, so some fucking jerk off is getting fucking whatever tattoo, fucking whatever. Does that mean I'm gonna stop? No, because right. it, it's it's. I know my intent, and my intent is pure. What your intent is, it's not for me to say, man. I don't care. And I don't for care. You. Good for you. Yeah, like, good for you. Like I don't know him, and I, I don't, don't want to know, know him. him. Like that, I mean, exactly what you said. It, it's good for you. I don't care. It doesn't affect my life in any way. All I can do is is speak for for myself and my people, and I know what our intent is. And uh, you know, do your thing, man. I, it it doesn't bother me one way or the other. And usually, fools will show themselves to be fools. So well, if you're a fraud, again, at some I can't, point, I, I can't. I can't claim that I've a hundred percent. Uh, adopted this philosophy there are times where i sign on to whatever and i get fucking worked up because i'm in a certain mood or whatever but in general man i i do my best to not let people affect me whether it's you know um that sort of shit the stuff we're talking about the 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 or politics or opinion on something or whatever i don't fucking care man i'm yeah. above that shit i mean i strive to be above that shit it's it's it, this, it's the square world, and if you if you have nothing to do with being a square, that shit's not going to affect you, good or bad. It ain't my world, man. That's what I'm saying. You live in I don't Sickle I don't want to say right ignorance of Sickle. it. Sickle. <laughs> right <there> down. <laughs> All right. Well, with that said, we're gonna take a break. You're listening to the Broad Street Breakdown, BroadStreetBreakdown.com. We'll be right back. Jerry. Wants to become a real Floridian, not a transplant. The king wants to become a Floridian. Well, I would like to know exactly how it feels to be a true Florida cracker. 
so I have Quaker Stadium Super Blend Motor Oil, and I am going to show you people how it feels to be a true Florida cracker. And right here, I have five pounds of dirty, filthy dirt. And that's exactly what it is. And I have got this dirt entirely all over my body. And now, I know what it feels like to be a dirty, stinky, greasy Florida cracker. And it's something that I never want to feel like again. What I would like to do is to challenge that fool, Jerry Lawler, to this kind of a match to where he would go ahead and wrestle me. And if I defeat him, I'd give the day a quart of motor oil and pour over his body and take five pounds of dirt and pour that over his body and turn him into a dirty, filthy, stinking... Florida Cracker. <laughs> wow. We're out. Oh, that's why Terry's the greatest of all time. Listen, the man. All time. I d- it's hard to debate <laughs> it. Yeah. He's not my number one, but it's hard to debate that he's yours. Florida <sighs> Cracker. That in in and of itself uh, pits him over. Yeah, for good, for life. And speaking of crackers in Florida, <laughs> wow! wow that was, I'm not mad at that segue. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So, so yeah, how are we explaining this here? You're listening to us now on a Wednesday. Here's the deal. We announced we were doing two shows a week. We did two shows this week, or no, well, they came out this week, which would be last week when you're hearing this. <laughs> this week that you're hearing this, there's only one show. Flor- uh, Pablo's in the Florida. He's on the vacation. We weren't going to do any fucking show, but um, Scott was able to fit us in to the studio, and... So we're 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 go uh going above and beyond for you's people. And I don't want to hear anybody fucking say anything about two a week or whatever. Ugh. We're still going to do two a week tentatively the following week on the 13th and the 15th. There'll be two that week. We'll be back Unless, on our regular schedule. Regular schedule. We're just fucked up cuz the Pablo's in the Florida. Um he's hanging with the Florida Georgia line. <laughs> exactly he's what was the name of that gimmick? what's that song cruise Frank? cruise he's, he's doing the cruise, cruise life life's living the cruise lifestyle cruise life in florida so don't hassle us man we like i, I don't want to hear it you know what i mean <laughs> like i really don't he really don't i don't want to fucking hear it like the motherfucker with the eating on the air like yo <laughs> the bottom line is like we're all friends here you know like we, we all consider you guys friends. We don't think about fans or any of that bullshit. Everybody's friends here. But you come at me, oh, I'm shooting on you. Oh. And and it's not something you want. You don't want to go down that road, kids. So let's let's behave. He and thought he didn't like you eating the frosted mini wheats on the air. Who? That the guy. Dude? <laughs> See, 
They'll try and set me off, man. I'm just telling you, you didn't like it. I don't know what to tell you. I don't give a motherfucker what he likes and what he don't like. Cousin Frank, we have the nickels, pal. We do. Thank you. Cousin Frank, we haven't seen you in a while, pal. How you been? We called in Life a mystery mystery partner. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like back in the day, we've talked about this before. When Dusty called in Abdul the Butcher, we called in Cousin Frizz. Wow. Cousin Frizz is. He was at the pre- premiere in New York of The Munging. I just came back from the premiere of The Munging in New York City. A fabulous film. On your motorcycle. On the motorcycle. No, I didn't ride that there. Hell fucking no. No. Rode, rode to the studio and that was about mm. it. Um, yeah, so... OJ, let's talk about what happened on Raw. Well, because um, we were uh, angry at it through, through most of it. <laughs> Look, man, when you're putting out a product that even the Pauly segment, which, it, it, look, we all know Pauly is not even arguably, he is the greatest promo of all time at this point. Like, nobody can touch him at this point. Agreed. Uh, ever. Agreed. Flair in his prime. Terry in his prime, Cactus in his prime, they ain't even close to the level of Pauly. Okay? When Pauly's segment makes no sense and sucks, you're doing something wrong, man. Your whole show is fucked. They're fucked. But we get to the fucking 1030 final, mark. Yeah, final hour. With that four way fucking elimination for the fucking title gimmick deal. Mine is blown. Absolutely brilliant. Blown. Brilliant. Flawless. That's what wrestling's about. You guys can say, ooh, this one can work. This one works. This one, this fuck a five-star match. A fuck a five. That's all well and good. I like that shit, too. <laughs> Let me tell you something. That ending was perfect. Because now you have scenarios that you go, does Sir Seth turn Baby face. They got to turn Seth face. Does Stephanie turn face? Is there heat with, with, with Helmsley? Is there... There's all kinds of things and factors and whatnots. That's what wrestling is. And and it's been so long since things have been properly executed, everybody forgets. That's what it is. Now you have questions. There's fucking five different roads they can go down. They stopped doing that years ago. They stopped setting up the road. They've been living in the moment. Now you have some scenarios yeah. of things and whatnots. What do you think is likely to go, do you think they turn Seth face into a, a Seth Kevin Steen program? Yes. And I, then... I mean, I think I think you, the way Roman the, I think you have you might have to you you think it would be smart to put him with with Seth somehow, but I think you can't. The, you, he's they, getting fucking booed out of the building. They could they put him against fucking Russian Rusev, who everybody knows from day one. Wrestling one hundred and one is. Always boo the Russian. Sure. Always. <laughs> that motherfucker's getting cheered over Roman. Yes. I'm telling you, he might be By myself me, included. To me, he might be dead in the water. To me. I realize nobody's giving up on him. I realize he's not even 30 yet, I don't think. Or he's in his or he's just barely around I that age. Know. I have no idea. I know he's young. 
I know they see him as the face of the company still in terms of the future. To me, that motherfucker might be dead in the water. They man. need to get that shit out of their head. And the, the smart move is to put him as a babyface faction with Seth. Babyface with an attitude, Steve Austin-ish. Um, that is the only thing that's going to get Roman over at this point some sort of shield reunion thing that's not with Ambrose because that's been done to death. Who's the fucking shit, but whatever. I mean, are we even getting into fucking SmackDown? <laughs> I don't because, think you want to. <laughs> like, You're already it's tapped possibly out. the worst wrestling I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> they had gold. Gold with that Miz fucking Daniel, Daniel Bryan, Bryan thing. Gold. Gold, Jerry. Gold, Jerry. <laughs> Out comes fucking Miz. He's doing the deal. You think it's going to be fucking something? Out comes this jerk-off fucking Ziggler. That's your fucking answer. This is what I'm watching? Come on, man. Let me just... Uh, I want to put Miz over because he's been getting shit on for... It's, I guess it's been close to a decade, maybe uh, a little less... Whatever, whatever, with the ring work, but his mic work lately, man. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. Yeah, me too. I'm good with the mic work. Man. I don't care if he ever fucking wrestles again. Me either. Just keep fucking being on the stick, man. Yeah, with the, with the gimmick, with the hood up. How we call, you it's know, like a, it, it's like a Jedi it? gimmick almost. Yeah, I feel like we need those. I <laughs> for, for winter time. All right. Yeah. They Fraggle, got like flaps. Frizz will figure it out things. what they are for us. I feel like there's no sleeves on it. Yeah. Like we need all that. Flaps and no sleeves. Yeah, we don't need to be burdened. I feel like there's no sleeves on it. There's no sleeves and, and a lot of flappy things in a hood. And yeah. it's black. Yeah. It's everything we like. It is. Right. When we're not burdened by sleeves. I mean. <laughs> I just got an overload of funny things to say, and I, I'll say nothing. <laughs> um, so, well, I guess, well, I, I don't know. I don't know what to go, you know go, go down a more um, a, what road, a more somber road. Or I know you wanted to say something about Brock, but you didn't tell me what it was. It dawned on me last week after we recorded um, that Brock is the only worker in the world who people think is a shoot like the old days like people really including other workers if the jericho thing was real right motherfuckers think that he's crazy yeah motherfuckers think that he can shoot on a motherfucker at any point yes that he's got the roid rage yes that he's a killer yes the only current worker in the world that has fooled everybody. And you're saying, Karen, I mean, how we have to go back 30 years. No? I mean, to Ooh. like Dick the Bruiser or something. Yeah, I mean, maybe, like, maybe the original Sheik. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I mean, in terms of uh, maybe Ming, but Ming wasn't over. Well, Ming, the, the, the Ming wasn't working. Right. He was really killing motherfuckers. Yeah, he was poking people's eyes out. Like, I, I'll bet that Brock goes to the back and goes into his own little locker room thing and just kind of laughs and puts the TV on and whatever, and motherfuckers are shook. I agree. Really shook. I agree. 
including workers, including whatever. I, I don't know when the last time that's been. The only one in the world. I don't think, I can't think of another one. Oh, no, fuck who no. Who motherfuckers really believe is no, fucking fuck the real no. deal. Fuck no. There's there's a couple goons in New Japan that are, are just that. They're fucking goons, but nobody thinks they're. Right. You know what I mean? They might work snug or something, but. Motherfuckers nobody. don't know if Brock's going to ever go off. Right. It's like a ticking time bomb work. Right. Which is crazy. Right. Yeah. It's very complicated. It is. Yeah. Like us. Well, <laughs> once we get that gimmick with the flaps and the no sleeves, we'll be fucking good I'm to go. It. Frizz? I'm on it. Hook that up, man. It's uh, got to be long, too, like down to the knees. Oh, yeah. Flowing. Yeah. Flowing flaps. Yeah. That's what we like. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, uh, we lost Mr. Fuji. Uh one of the greatest managers ever. I know for me that I, I just wanted to make a point to say that I feel like his work um, was overshadowed by his later career as a manager, a great heel manager, and who didn't talk as much as Heenan or Jimmy Hart. You know, he kind of got over. I think a lot of a lot of his ability to get over was his ability to work in his heyday he could do physical shit to get heat that Heenan and other dudes couldn't. You know, I think Brain's cla- brilliant. Am I making any sense? Yeah. He could take a bump. First off, he was a bump machine when he worked. People forget about that. Great tag teams. Well, he, he could work. Yeah, he was always teaming. The two teams I remember him really from was with um, Professor Tanaka and uh, Mr. Saito. Those dudes are both goons. Saito. So yeah. Fuji had to be the one who was bumping. Yeah. Um, one of my earliest wrestling memories after... Zabisco? Bruno and Zabisco when I lost my fucking mind. Another time I lost my mind, it was Tony Gurria and Rick Martel against Fuji and Saito. And Fuji did the fucking salt in the eyes thing, and they won the fucking belts on Saturday morning. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, could not wrap my head around the fact that he just chucked salt in his motherfucker's face. The ref was jerk off Dick Whirly, couldn't fucking see it. Pop for Dick Whirly. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Dick Whirly didn't see it. I don't even know if it was Dick Whirly, but he refed everything back then. And (laughs) fucking... Pin the motherfucker there and won the belts. Captain Lou, you know, it was like a whole... I lost my mind. I was in my parents' bedroom looking on a TV that was like fucking three inches big watching that bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) You're still hot, man, at Fuji? Saw in the eye, man. I'll use it today. No. That's where I started. That's where it started. The wheel started to turn with me that... That's where you started going to the advantage. Maybe you should take an advantage. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's why you want this rope thing, man. (laughs) You can hide all kinds of gimmicks. Yeah, in throw salt at under, people. Ooh. Yeah, bag of salt under the flap. <laughs> Flowing flaps. Yeah. Uh, green mist. You have to have a move yeah. with the flaps. The goals. Oh, we'll have, yeah. we'll have moves. Oh, we got moves, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, but I wanted to... Um, I know for me, I just wanted to make sure I put it out there that I had respect for his work, his in-ring work, you know what I mean? Because I think that there's... The average person probably just remembers him as a manager. You know, what I he mean? had a tattoo that looked like it was done by a three-year-old that just said Japan. 
I mean, like, just that in and of itself, you're over with me for yeah. life. Uh huh. For life. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. I'd love to hear. I'd love to know the story behind it. Someone's <laughs> got to know it. Did you right? ever see the Iron Sheik? Um, one of those U shoots, whatever, whatever. And you know he's got the 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 crescent moon and the star yeah. tattoo. Okay, so the dude says to him, the guy we like, yeah, says to him, "Oh, what is that?" And he says, "Oh, the flag of Turkey." And he says, "Are you Turkish?" He said, "No, I'm Iranian." Yeah. <laughs> like the greatest fucking thing yeah. I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh my god! I mean it. Did. Unless you appreciate cheeky humor, yeah, you probably, won't get it. Yeah. But if you do, yeah, you'll think it's the most brilliant thing you ever said. Yeah, the, the, I mean the be that that one. Um, what the fuck is that guy's name? We I like. can't think of it. He's that guy. The you you shoot right? Yeah, yeah. I like. There's a there's one. Um, I know he always loses his mind when he's brought up. But he fucking shoots on um, B. Brian Blair, man, and he loses his fucking mental. He's got legit heat with him. He wants like, him I dead. think, like, the Virgil heat to work. And, yeah. And Hogan, like, so, it depends on his mood. Exactly. The, the, the yeah, Brian Blair it. heat is fucking real. No, he wants real. to stab him in the face. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah he does. Yeah. Um, we could do a whole show on Cheeky. We could. <laughs> the brilliance that he is. The, yeah. the, the, the brilliant uh, mind that he has. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i know it's I'm, I'm glad we're with scott because he he was watching it avidly and pablo fucked us up but uh this past week was the finale of the night of i mm. think we've discussed it at, at least two episodes at least two if not more yeah maybe three um i'll be if tortoro is nominated for an emmy it's a crime the closing um, Argument scene alone. Yeah, was... absolutely some of the best uh, uh, filmed performance that I've ever seen. That yeah. closing argument. Yeah, that was just and amazing. As awesome as the series itself was, the final episode eclipsed the entire series. Yeah. At, at, at just fucking flawless. Yeah. Flawless, flawless. He's and never been better. That was. I mean, a role meant, it wasn't even meant for him. Do you yeah, know the Gandolfini was, was Gandolfini. Gandolfini. We're talking about yeah. that. It went from Gandolfini to De Niro. Oh, wow. To, yeah, De Niro had a scheduling thing and couldn't do oh, it. So Tatura was the third guy. Oh. And, and uh, me and Vinny were talking during the week, and I don't give a fuck. I'm a big Gandolfini fan. I'm a huge De Niro fan, whatever, Obviously. whatever. But neither one of those dudes could have pulled that off the uh, way he did. No 100%. fucking way. No 100%. fucking way. I can't even think of those guys in that role after seeing Totoro crush. Right, and and De Niro's one of those dudes who you can say like, oh, that motherfucker, could, he uh, could have been whoever. He could sure. have been Tony Soprano. He could have been whatever, whatever, and would have ruled. But this particular role, uh, no fucking way. No one could have touched it I the know. way he did. No yeah, Gandolfini way. and De Niro both are just way too strong uh, uh, people, let alone actors, to kind of pull off the humility yeah, that was... Totoro had, that sad sack. Yeah. Like, I can't see Tony Soprano walking around with eczema on his feet. I saw I, I saw um, Gandolfini in a couple of things, smaller movies. I don't know exactly what they were, but playing completely different roles and yeah. did it really well. He was, was really good in that movie with Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I was going to say, I've never seen him do anything but 
the Tony Soprano type like, character. I feel like he plays a gay guy in one, yeah. and I forget, but stuff I had seen, even before The Sopranos, I, I had just like, shit you catch on fucking HBO or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I've never seen any of Everything them. I've seen him in, he's been fucking brilliant, yeah. but you're absolutely right. Like, the, the level that Totoro took that to was yeah. like, fuck, man. Yeah, I mean, of and, course, De Niro has range, and he's able to transform himself, to, but I swear, Totoro just owned that. He became, it was it was his role. Yeah. I was really, uh, one of the things I really liked about that final episode was the economy with which they wrapped up the the little storylines and what comes to mind first and foremost are the two scenes with Nas when he goes to cop and then when he's sitting at the same spot getting high by himself. And you're like, they didn't have to go into the whole thing. You didn't need an epilogue. You knew right then and there that... Yeah, he got off. Yeah, he didn't have to go to jail, but his life is fucked because of the criminal justice system. Right. Absolutely. Um, I mean, of course. The, it it did so many things on so many levels without doing them. Yeah. Abrasively, right? Which, in really, in in all art, is it's when it's most brilliant. You right. Know, that it's not. I, I I'm I'd venture to guess that. There's a a portion of people that didn't even understand it on the level that it was meant to be. Oh, of course not. To to be delivered on, you know, and I, that's not playing holy than now anything. It's just the reality yeah. of the situation. You I know? mean, just but, the fact that they wrote it that like the way the outcome of the trial, there was no like vindication. There was no you're not guilty. Right, right. It's just this, and you see, he goes like. Nobody's overjoyed. Like they do. His because, family is completely fucked because yeah. he had that scene with his mother that just was fucking crushing. Right. Yeah. When he's like, you thought I, the... you thought I did it. Right. right. And yeah. and you see like that brief like three seconds where they're all sitting at the family table. Nobody has anything to say to each other. Yeah. Because everything's been so damaged by yep. this yep. this whole ordeal. Well, from the start, it was never a crime story. It was a story about a whole lot of things, but it wasn't a crime story. It was a story... See, I disagree. I disagree that the crime story was an element I don't mean it. It, it wasn't it like was, a whodunit it, type of thing. It it, it was completely it, a whodunit. No, and it, was, that was, it was second nature we, to me. To me, it was all about the people and the 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 hell that the fucking system right but what i'm saying is the way it was written like we we made a joke out of it the last couple episodes with all the red herrings that they threw out for i don't want to say like dumber type people but people who weren't getting it on as many levels as there were to be gotten it was a awesomely well done who done it if you wanted to look at it that way if you stayed in it long enough you realize just the fact that like as it went on and on, it pointed, it had to be the stepfather. It obviously had, then all of a sudden, it's like, nah, it was just this other character. That's that what I mean. It you don't even need to know. Right. That was fucking mind-blowing. Yeah, it wasn't, at that point, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's not really about the whodunit to the point where, you know, the everything ties into this and this and that. It could have been anybody. In the end, it was really just about the damage that the system does, how race plays into it, how... Uh, you know, the whole well, system is... 
It is, but here's the thing. They didn't overdo it with, like, there's a dickhead cop or there's a this, that. Really, the process that they went through was really the proper process because everything pointed to this fucking kid. Like, it was like, if we don't do this to arrest this kid and go through this process, we're doing something wrong. Except for the fact that the whole way through, I'm going, why the fuck didn't Box, if he's this legendary guy in the precinct, why didn't he maybe just go down a couple other avenues and, and maybe do dil- due diligence. He should have, you know... Because he made- didn't care. He was retiring. Yeah, well... Yeah, he didn't start caring until later in the thing yeah. when it started weighing on him. Yeah. yeah. And I can't believe he even convinced the uh, prosecutor at the end not to... Yeah, well, I mean, even the scene where what where she basically admits, well, this is the easiest road yep. to take. Yeah. I have more yeah. on the kid. Yeah. Yep. I got more on the kid. Right. You know, what do you want me to do? And let us not forget the most important thing of the whole series. He saved the cat. Yeah. yeah. That, made, that was that, the <laughs> happiest you. thing. I, the whole thing, I'm going, don't kill the cat. No, there was really, first off, I hate cats, but there was nothing to be happy about at the end, and I, that made me happy. Right. Because yeah. there right. was nothing. Right. You're basically... I mean the the way he was. It's 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 also. I thought they did a really great job of showing how, even if you beat the case, doing however amount of time in Rikers, you're you're fucked. Right. You can't. You can't. You know. It's that's how you survive. You yeah. can't unlearn the transformation, and you can't unbecome what you've become. The only thing that it reminded me of the second half of the deer hunter when De Niro comes back from Vietnam like everybody's super happy that he lived and that he survived and he didn't have his arm fucking cut off or whatever but there's these lingering effects of of what he went through and it's the same thing it just didn't I mean deer hunter addresses it way deeper because it's such a longer piece of thing but in that brief bit, that's what it reminded me of right away. Like he's a changed person yeah. and he's trying to go back to the life that he had, just like De Niro was in, yeah. in Deer Hunter, but he can't live that anymore. It's like, not there's a scene in Deer Hunter. After. The scene in Deer Hunter when he's back in town and he goes and sees um uh, what's Street? her face? Yes. Yeah, yeah, at the when she's working at the grocery yeah. store. Yeah. And he just can't wrap his head around like seeing people and, and people yeah. being like oh hi yeah and he's just like fuck like he just can't yeah because he was buried in water with rats yeah like he just can't in. wrap his head around that so just him walking through the store is like what the fuck like yeah. he just can't right. deal well, that's, that's just that's like when what the dinner scene reminded me of like he just he just is another in on another level and not to, higher or lower but just like i can't wrap my head around right. this anymore and to that point too the other scene where He's sitting in the little bodega having coffee with Stone, right. and he looks up, and his boy walks in right. and gives him the Heisman, like, like I can't, like our yeah, that's the kid who bailed on him. That right, it happened. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah, he gave him the fucking stank eye. Yeah, he did. He stank eyed it. Yeah, it's just man, it was fucking, it was something else. And it was funny too because when I listened back to our last episode, we were talking about it. We were you and I especially were talking about our fears of it, like. Be, I remember specifically saying I'm deathly afraid of being dissatisfied yeah, with, with how, how it ends. End. Like, couldn't have been more I, satisfied. I agree. Like, I agree. it just, oh, 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 as close to perfection as I've seen in a really long time. I agree. Okay. I, what, 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 does anybody know about a season two or is there a, nah, no, it's not going to happen, no. right? There's yeah, no need but, for it. 
Vinny pointed out to me in the week, um, money money is what it is. Yeah, so maybe yeah. because it was so over, maybe maybe they fucking yeah, do maybe. whatever. And there's a story there. For uh, yeah, sure. I was just saying, yeah. from a writing standpoint, I mean, you could go on with Nas's life and, and plenty of places. make a whole story about the fallout of you know everything that happened to him and where he ends up and how he ends they up. They could pursue this fucking... Uh, financial advisor guy and see what a fucking that's he is. The, the the articles i had read because basically like when when the season when the series started it was this is eight and done then you see it became this thing again money talks hbo likes money everyone involved likes money everyone likes money then they started you know the avenues that it could go down also Someone presented the idea of it's not even Nas, just these eight episode series of scenarios that play out like that. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, I was gonna say you could all you could just do a whole new thing. Yeah, you know, that new didn't characters work for True Detectives, though. If you're thinking about like a whole different case yeah, and a whole I different set it. of, I liked it. I liked the second one. I know you're like one of ten people in the world. I did. I liked it. I, I mean, I it liked certainly it, but it wasn't. wasn't all, the no, first no, 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 yeah. no way. No, absolutely not. The first season was brilliant. Yeah. The second season, I liked it. It took me a little bit to get into it, but I. But liked you it didn't okay. like you didn't like the second season away with pines, really. Not as much as yeah, the first. Yeah, I one. loved it, but that was sort of the same. They switched yeah. everything up. I mean, it's a great concept if you can fucking pull it off. Yeah, I mean, the people that I look at it like all these, there's, there were open ended questions, and that's the brilliance of the ending. You know, there's, there, I think, I think on a visceral level, you just kind of, you do want answers. The, the intellectual side is like, no, it, it ended perfect. Right. But then, like, do you want to see, you know, they kind of leave it with, with with her saying to to box or whatever, like, let's get this guy. You know, about the the the, the financial advisor dude. I mean, there's places to go, you know, but sometimes th- things are better left unsaid. I got a question I for you. I'm watching it if they do it again, but I don't Just know. Just in the in the wrapping my head around uh, some of the bows that they tied here at the end was box forced as a mandatory retirement because he was doing a job that he didn't want to be doing but he he was working at nyu right yeah security. as a security guy or whatever. i couldn't Campus i personally police. i couldn't feel out what was happening was he forced I, out i think that he couldn't deal with um the guilt that he had when he was trying to golf and stuff because he knew nas didn't do it at that point, and he was wrapped up in the deal. But he so he was his... trying to occupy his time, so he went and became a security guy, and he went and did whatever, and then he was like, fuck it, I'm going to still work on this case. And that's why he finished out the case. And even when the dudes in the station were like, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah, right. I ain't telling you shit. Like, you should, you right. shouldn't even be here. Right. He, he had that, thi- like, something in him in episode, I don't know, maybe four clicked with him and he's like this kid didn't fucking do it you could see and that without I can't, him saying it i can't live yeah when I he can't gave him the uh, the asthma john i think that's when it clicked well i think that he had it in his head from the get but he just he convinced himself he didn't care because yeah. he was retiring and then something kind of yeah he couldn't live with because he got a little attitude from nas where it was like he wasn't getting that nice guy innocent thing that he was expecting back and Nas kind of put it in his face and that's when he was like okay he's on the board 
you know, this case is on the board. We're, yeah, we're yeah, yeah, you know? right, 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 right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, that was just a, a question that I had about why he would wind up in a campus security job. I guess probably just to get the fuck out of the house because he's well, a they cop, don't, yeah, like, you know, they never, they career never, guy. They never really said his age. They might have been playing it like he was forced into retirement. He might have hit that 63 or something. I was wondering if it was like a mandatory thing. Whatever. It was, I don't think it was ever like distinctly addressed yeah. but that would make sense but if they uh if they do do a season two i hope they do it right as yeah, an aside I mean, stranger things has been picked up for season two yes yeah. it has i finished it on uh did you talk about this in another i don't know what day talk so, about it at all yeah and i mean the the season two being uh, Stranger Things two being picked up. No, we didn't. Okay. No, because I mean, I talked about how it ended, and and I also said, money talks. It's it's buzzing. They'd be stupid too. They left it open. It be so. It's not as shocking to me. To me, right. it was. Uh, it's 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 got to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, this one. But they um. Yeah, the strange thing is this. This little teaser trailer I saw like already has the titles of each episode. Yeah. Of what? Of the season two. two. Of Stranger Things? Yeah. Yeah. So so those dudes. The teaser is is just the um the opening sort of um I don't know, Atari graphic the thing. show opens and it and it flashes up yeah words which as it turns out are the name of each episode for the next season. That must have been written already. Yeah, 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 maybe. It's I mean, if they weren't us, it's news to us. But it was written. If the, if it wasn't written already, they basically saw how it came off the rip, yeah. how big it was, and those dudes were like, "We better start getting ideas together." Right. You know what I mean? Because right. all the kids were on Fallon last night. It was brilliant. So I, heard, I, I I didn't watch it. I yet. watched it because I hit I hit you up right. Yeah. Said, yeah. Yeah. Did you hear how these Duffer brothers, the guys who made Stranger Things? Cut up. Did you hear how they did it? They didn't do a pilot. They didn't do like a, a rough cut of a of a first episode. What they did was they took all of these old 80, 80s movies, uh, Stand By Me, uh, Goonies, all of these movies, E.T. even, cut them up, threw a different score under them, and told a story with scenes of, you know, pilfered, you know, images, and told the story that way, made a movie out of, or may uh, you know? I guess what would you call it a mock-up? Yeah. Of the um, of how the story would go using stuff that's already out there and no, rescored it. I didn't it. know that. I do know they shopped it everywhere. Yeah. And every, so everybody turned them I'm down. I'm dying to see that. Yeah. That would be a find. Yeah. Uh, maybe somebody knows where it is, or maybe sure. you can find it. Yeah, I know. I didn't know that at all. I just knew how young they were, how none of it made sense <laughs> that they knew about any of this because right. of their the 32. And I also knew that um, um, that every every network from pay cable to yeah. to everybody turned them down, right, right, and it got made by Netflix. Yep. <coughs> um, yeah, I know we wanted to touch on Nido, even though we typically don't t- talk about a show every week, but we just all I don't know blew our fucking heads open. So um, yeah, I thought I thought they. I don't think they could have done a better job, man. I hope everyone gets awarded for it, yeah. for their work on that, specifically Tutorial, but the kid who played Naz, he's yeah. actually an MC. Is he really? Yeah, from the UK. That's dope. Yeah. He's uh, British? Mm-hmm. No fucking way. Yeah, he's British. 
He's got that accent. Same with oh, accent same with uh, Eleven on Stranger Things. That I knew. Yeah, she didn't have to say much. Yeah, <laughs> she yeah, but she she's a bright little girl, man. Yeah, definitely. I I've seen little clips here and there, and she, she she's a special kid. All those kids are special, man. Yeah. They were dope. Um, so yeah, we just wanted to wrap that up. Uh, the sicko. Yes, sir. We uh we do a little thing around here called word association. We do indeed. <laughs> I think we should start with Cousin Frank. You think? Cousin Frick? Frick Sinatra? He he was he was at the munging. I was at the preview for the munging. Yeah, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's munging. You're just making up words. It was an act of buggery. <laughs> Chicanery and buggery? <laughs> Did you spill water on yourself? Yes. That's like the third time. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> Punk rock shit. You cared before. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll do Pablo while Pablo's going, fuck punk rock shit. I'll punch you instead of him, too. How about that? I, I'm just doing the impression. <laughs> you man. can pass it on to him, but I punch I like you. This impression is my impression of the devil punch. Better. <laughs> the devil. <laughs> All right, word association. Which? What's the order we're going to go? I say cousin Frank. Cousin Fritz, go that way. Yeah, go that way. You you all remember how to play? I know it's been a while. We got some new old players. You say some words. We say some words back. Pretty much, That's yeah. It. Who be? Um, it's it has been said because Vinny took out his hua and pissed on the rules. A what? So we don't have a five yeah. word really? limit anymore. Okay, but let's try it. Man. I never fucking. Good. I rarely got. The it needs to be, Nobody did. I, None it of needs did. to be succinct, but yeah. yes, you want to you want to keep it succinct, succinct unless you want to change the rules momentarily. Well, and look, it's been known to happen. Verbose. Cousin Frank, I'm going to start you off with Enzo Amore. No idea. Yes, Jeffrey. <laughs> Flawless on the mic. Uh, not so hot as a worker. I'm finding he bumps well. I think that they almost have the uh, key to making him fucking super over and money, but it's not quite there. Vincenzo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care that his work is <laughs> appears to be subpar. I know he works hard. Uh, like Gavin said, he he bumps like a maniac, maybe to his detriment. Because I, I get concerned about him sometimes. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna. He, I'm afraid he's gonna hurt himself in, <laughs> in a not good way. I can't off rip. He's my favorite guy on the stick right now. Right now, no question. I mean, he's eking into, like, all-time lists already. You know, he's eking into it already. Brilliant. And you can't And you can't teach that. that. That's my five words right right. there. (laughs) Um, Here's something I know we wanted to address, so we'll throw it in with word association. This way everyone can have a thought on it. Gene Wilder, the recently you know, passed Gene Wilder. We didn't do a who tapped. Augustus Galoob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Jeffrey. Stir Crazy is one of my all-time favorite movies. <laughs> I'm with that. So that's the chicken suits, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> with, with Silver Streak, like yeah. a close second. So when I was a kid, like I saw that easily. Me too. Fifty times a me, day. Me Did too. you ever see uh, Richard's wife at the time talk about the 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 craziness going on uh, while that's being filmed? No. That one scene where the that's right. Yeah, I'm bad. Yeah. yeah. He was so wigged out on base, like they had to keep yeah, I, stopping filming because oh, his heart would like stop. I, I'm sure. Oh, wow. Vinny, Gene Wilder. Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to glance over what I wrote on Facebook about him, but um oh there it is. Yeah, I just I just rattled shit off. Bonnie and Clyde, the producers, everything you always wanted to know about sex, Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein, Silver Streak, Stir Crazy. I mean, my childhood, man. Guy was brilliant. I mean, if he only made Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein, yeah. he would still be in my all-top five comedic actors ever. I got a what's better. Whoa. Whoa, whoa. Ooh. All right. Ooh, ooh. What's a funnier movie, Blazing Saddles or Young Frankenstein? Oh, oh man. If you have gun to your head, you got to choose gun one. Gun to my head. Not a better movie, funnier Gun movie. to my head, Young Frankenstein. More young laughs per minute. Young Frankenstein. What knockers? I got to go with Frankenstein. It's a tough one. Yeah. I'm going Blazing Saddles. I'm with you. I'm going Blazing Saddles, too. But... I mean, but I can't argue with. Yeah, like I mean, I don't feel strongly about it at all. Walk Blazing this way. Saddles would never <laughs> be made ever again. No, no. ever. <laughs> Not hip hop for it. So stupid. <laughs> That's so stupid. All right. Well, that was a nice little tribute. Let me throw it in with word of All right, PG. Moving right along. A Laurel and Hardy handshake. Cousin Frizz, what comes to mind when I say vegans? Hipsters. Jeffrey? Easy now. Um, Vinny's doing like the bull. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> Again, I'll go back to what we talked about in the beginning. Um, I'll be the voice of reason. And yes. Okay. I'm not concerned. Uh... I know some people who are are actually into it who are not fucking jerk offs. So it's tough for me to throw a, a, a generalization at it. So our boy Chris X is one, as a matter of fact. Um, but <laughs> I mean, you all know the deal. <laughs> Vinny. Mine isn't as crazy as you think. I'm being real mature about it. Are you? I'm going to attempt it. I'm going to attempt it. See what I'm saying? See what we're doing here? We're growing as people. Good for you. (laughs) No. Good for you. In theory, I'm not mad at it. Agreed. I want to slap the fuck out of the people that practice it because of the fucking constant... Preaching and holier than thou stance, but I'm not as mad at the action as you might think. I, you know, cool. I guess I just want to point out that they made a 
invented a chicken substitute called Satan. So what does that mean? Satan. I wanted to. <laughs> I've I, never even heard of it's that. It's Satan. I'm just being a jerk. I wanted to open a place called Hail Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that tomorrow. Uh, Look, right. man. Cousin Frizz, Phil, and I uh, could never say his name. Anselmo, Anselmo, the Pantera guy. Anselmo. Thank you. House of Shock, New Orleans. Uh, me? Jeffrey. Mm, he's a fucking strapper Nazi, and I don't care. You know, it, it doesn't bother me. But he can fucking paint that picture however he wants. But we all know what his deal is, and that's cool. Have your do your thing, man. I don't like Pantera either. Then, um, I'd be hard pressed to go back in the history of subculture and think of a more fugazi. <laughs> I mean, the pictures of him with Phil Core shown on his. Spandex. I don't know anything about him. Other and than his bouffant. And then he's a hard rock. Right. Like, lit- not 10 years later, like two years later. From 88 to 90, I'm talking a giant hairsprayed bouffant with fill core sewn in spandex to I'm a hard rock. So even if there were joints I liked, it's hard to get over that for me. So the only thing I know about them is that people I respect thinks he's a strapper. Oh yeah. Huh. Me, I'd put him in like like a, at least a top fifteen of like worst people ever. <laughs> like I like I, I, oh, sure I don't think he's hell. important enough to be in the top fifteen. I, but but he irks me. Like it's like it just yeah he's annoying. Every like yeah I, I can go for years completely forgetting about him and then he'll do or say something where he pops up and i've heard like, conflicting oh, yeah, stories i've heard uh, I, i've heard people people i uh, a couple people i know said that he's a nice guy and a couple people i know said that he's a fucking jerk off so i mean the bottom line is i have an og that puts him over as a nice guy uh, yeah, he, I have a couple who fucking put him yeah. over as a nice guy and he's obsessed with boxing so I, there's these little uh, yeah, well, when you're doing this, I'm not. I don't yeah. care who you are, or what you do. We should we should do it. a little sideways category where it's not like who's worst or, or whatever. You should we should do a least significant of people who think nah, they're the well, shit. I mean, <laughs> that could be a four hour show in and of itself. Frizz, Danny Loker, no idea. Jeffrey. Uh, hang the Pope. Nice. Uh, I he's he's brilliant. I hate that he's not rich. I hate what Anthrax did to him, but I love that he's still doing his thing. A brilliant bass player, Nuclear Assault. I love that. Um, that new band is named basically after Poison Idea, Venomous Concept. Now, he's someone I've never heard anyone say a bad I, word I've about. Never heard, I've never heard anyone say like, a bad word Like, not one. No, never. I know dickheads <laughs> say nice things. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know fucking cranky dickheads that are like, yo, Dan's the man. Yeah, he's great. The, the counting cars guy. The I count. Don't, I don't even That's know Danny Coker. I don't know what that I don't is. Know, is, is fucking counting cars, reality TVs. I'm like, 
Tails. Yeah, whatever. Somebody help me out. Hey, go. Tom Cruise. Top Gun. Maverick. <laughs> I'm the Iceman. <laughs> yes, you are. Jeffrey? I don't like him. Uh, I saw that coming. He's a fucking weirdo Scientologist. Um, but I like that fucking movie. Um, what's that movie I like? That he Magnolia. Did? No. Oh, he's good at Magnolia. Eyes really? wide shut. I like eyes wide shut. Oh, Kubrick gets the credit for that. Um, I've watched it a hundred times. It makes no sense, but I watch it every time it's on. All right, Vinny. Um, someone we all know. Um, it's it's known. I don't know what kind of trouble we can get into. A lot. It's <laughs> really I yeah. They know. come and shut you down. Yeah, you'll have L. Ron Hubbard. Oh no, 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 no! The, the other thing. Just say allegedly. Yeah, allegedly, he. Had, well, part of the story isn't alleged. So, it, uh, allegedly, the Tom likes uh, the sexy time with the men. <laughs> what? That's his cool. Whatever. That's his deal. But. Get, well, go ahead. If you're, gonna goes, say, if you're gonna say I'm wrong, I know. That, no, oh, we okay. already. I thought everybody just knew. That. Okay, yeah. What, <laughs> but the funny thing is, that as the great lengths he and his whole world goes to well, cover that. I'm up. gonna expose how they, they didn't go far enough. Someone we know, Bang Team. No, basically that would be awesome. Would basically, be awesome. when the Nicole Kidman shit hit the fan, and his world was gonna crumble upon itself. The Scientologist, the Scientology movement, basically, the way you audition for a film, they auditioned for him to have wives. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And someone we know's sister was one of them and, like, got the fuck out of there, like, mega quick. I mean. Um, so. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a <laughs> so fucking. You haven't heard that? Uh, that's I never thing. heard that story. Yeah, it's known. People have been auditioned. Women. Were auditioned. She's good. I'm Katie not, Holmes. I'm not one as of the shocked as that is. Yeah. I just. I think that's incredible. Whatever. Yeah. Why do we know someone? No, that is people. I think are I figured out who. Okay. Right. Who I need to know. Whatever. Everybody, be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing happened here. Scott, what's the Top Gun quote? And ride my tail anytime or some shit. Yeah, man. Hello. Never saw it. I'm just going to say, Tom Dude. Tom Dude. I was going to do it. I'm like, let me let Sicka. Mini Tom Dude. Dutton, Dutton. <laughs> Cousin Frizz. Mean Gene Okerlund. Had a good restaurant. <laughs> mean Gene's Burgers? Mean Gene's Burgers. The yellow gimmick. I hung out with him at Tower once. Did you? Did you? Yeah. I never heard this. Was That's he cool? That's a story. Yeah, he was cool. He was cool. It's not much of a story, but he's cool. I mean, was his gear game awesome? It was what you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing khakis and like a polo shirt and nah, like a gold nah, bracelet. Nah, nah, nah. He had the that. gimmick on. No, he had his his like, like a mean jean gimmick on. Really? Suit and 
the yeah. tuxedo joint? Nah, not that bad. I know what he's getting at. Like, uh, like a like a bad teacher's suit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like casual Wednesday suit, like a blue blazer type of sportscaster thing. Mm, not quite that extreme, but like he got his suit at like Wanamaker's. Oh, you know what wow. I mean? Or like two for ninety nine dollars. Wanamaker's. Yeah. Wanamaker. JC Penny. Store of the Stars. <laughs> Penny Brothers Chris. Store of the Stars. No, no, not even on that level. <laughs> this is more like King of Jeans. Uh, it's more like Bamburgers. <laughs> oh, Bamburgers. That just yeah. made me nauseated. Yeah. Nice. Oh, I hated Bamburgers. The shit. Yeah. Fuck. Oh. Oh, There's that never. one in Manila, my grandma. That just gave me the fucking the anxiety. And me too. When you said the word, now I'm fucking losing my shit. <laughs> Vinny, mean Gene. This is for Cousin Frizz. Mean? Woo! Bygone Gene! <laughs> Some of Flair's most coked out work was with Gino. <laughs> yeah, if you ever get bored, watch the bloopers of Gene. So fuck. It's so good. There are bloopers? Yeah. Yes. Oh, Brilliant. Wow. Yeah. Watch oh, the one. Look up, up a whole category. Look <laughs> up Mean Gene blooper with w- Wendy Richter. That's the one. Nice. Fucking hell. Oh, I've never even. I can just watch them all. That's great. Any yeah. with the fabulous moolah? Uh, no, I don't think. Not that I've seen. Wow. I mean, I can't possibly add anything to this conversation. <laughs> <Just go ahead. laughs> the right. Gavin loves the moolah. I love moolah. Cousin Frizz, Patrice O'Neill. No idea. Jeffrey? Who is she? Tell me who she is. He, the comedian. Tell me who he is. The comedian, the tap, the black dude, the black bull, Big funny dude. shit, soda can rapist. Uh, you I, don't know Patrice? Maybe I do. I don't know. I watch comedy stuff. I don't know who the fuck I watch. Right. I'm not a comedy guy, man. Nothing's funny. <laughs> wow. wow. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> out. This shit ain't funny, man. He's already Nothing writing it down. You just no, no sell like everybody, man? Yeah. You know. All right. Vinny, Patrice O'Neill. I think he was brilliant. I also, I don't think he got his just due. Absolutely. I, I think it would have come, but I'm, but I, we don't know, you know? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've heard him mention the same sentence, Richard Pryor. So, I don't know to if me, I that far. Yeah. I, that's a pretty high watermark. He's definitely, he's definitely very funny. He was fucking hilarious. And he underrated. You angrily flipped the page. I did. <laughs> really? um, let's go with comedians. Frizz, Dom Irera. No idea. I don't know who the fuck that is either. Oh, I don't give a fuck about comedians, man. Yeah, like I, funny. I could not be more anti-comedian, honestly. <laughs> wow. What the fuck does that mean, man? <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Jesus. All right, then. I hate stand-up. I'll watch you it sometimes. Nah, that's not true. But I, I'll <laughs> I'll sit and watch it sometimes. But I don't book. I, like I'm not a fucking fan. Wow. Nah, I don't give a fuck. Who's Damn, this guy? Sorry. Don who? You'd recognize him if you Don saw him. Don Herrera. Who's this? Philadelphia comedian. Yeah, he's from Philly. Fuck him. <laughs> oh my wow. god. Vain. I sat next to him at Poppy's with my mom when I was eating dinner one time, and he was cool as fuck. 
And I'll add on to that. Big Petey, little Petey, repeaty. Fine, I take it back. If he was nice to you and your mom, I'll he was very nice. All right, I take it back. Stallone. I mean, he wears a Kangol backwards, you know. Really? Yeah. Let him know that uh, <laughs> sometimes shit's more serious than that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll be sure to let him know. What do you mean, comedy in general? <laughs> they should rethink his that whole... Along. It ain't all it ain't all jokes, Dom. Dom Amaro. <laughs> it ain't all jokes, pal. <laughs> Dom Amaro. Wow. You heard me. It ain't all jokes. Cousin Frizz, do you know who Jane Silent Bob are? Yes. <laughs> there you go. There's a show. <laughs> uh, I can't think of a movie. Mallrats. All right. Mm. I'm almost afraid to ask him now. Hates comedy. Well, I like those movies. I wouldn't say that I, they're they're super over with me, but I like them. Like I'll watch them. But that little skit that they do where they go and see motherfuckers who talk shit on them on yes. the internet and stomp yes. them out is probably the greatest thing I've ever seen. Yes, rock on, Vinny. Uh, Jay, I'm not sure the proper way how you pronounce his last name. Um. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't Mules know how, or something. Yeah, Muse. Muse. M e w e. Yeah. Yeah. Jason Muse is probably. Again, I'm. I don't want to drag him into stand up comedy and shit. Like one of the most naturally. I just everything that motherfucker says, and I don't know if it's some East Coast shit. Everything that comes out of his mouth makes me laugh. Stallone, Jay, and Silent Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snoochie I mean, boochies. <laughs> I mean, Berserker. <laughs> Would you like to <laughs> suck my fuck bears? Eh, okay. Making fuck Berserker. I love to use like making fuck bears. Eh, okay. Did you just say making fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what I say? Uh, Cousin Frizz, Winston Smith. No idea. Nice. Jeffrey. Yes, uh, Pablo wrote him letters and he was nice to Pablo. So he's I should have waited for me. him to come back to do that one. He's over with me. I'll throw that one in. Oh, next was that week. the guy he mentioned one time? He's like, good. He did all the Dead Kennedys art oh, uh, oh. stuff, a lot, uh, alternative tentacles, uh, old hippie guy. Not really a punk rock guy, from what I understand. Got it. He was just a San Francisco weirdo or something that Biafra know. I was actually. Speaking of the character, but uh, we'll that's what I thought. These answers, Vinny. I don't know who that is. Winston Smith. Yeah, Winston yeah, yeah. Smith. George Orwell. Nineteen eighty-four. He was the main character in nineteen eighty-four. I've never right. read nineteen eighty-four. Roddy McDowell. That the guy who did all the Dead Kennedys art, the Frank and Christ. That's yeah. the name that he took. What the fuck? <laughs> that's what I thought you were talking about. Good for you. This right. is fucking bullshit. <laughs> wow. You heard me. Wow, man. <laughs> Scott, you want to? Who's gonna be thinking about fucking whatever in this room? We're all gonna I go mean, dead Kennedy. Me, you That's fucking. Who. I'm an Orwell fan. We're fucking. living in the the world that he fucking created in 1984. You fucking bozo. It's supposed to be a farce, and now it's become Fuck true. Out of here, cousin Frizz, Big John Stud, heavy, <laughs> great hair, great beard. <laughs> <laughs> Loved his trunks <laughs> and had the figure. I miss Frizz. <laughs> he did. His beard game was incredible. 
five thousand dollars, you can body slam that motherfucker. Yeah, five thousand dollars. What? Yeah. Wow. Motherfuckers weren't slamming John Stud. Scott, it wasn't happening. Wow. Benny, Andre did. It was How like tall that. Yeah, was I was gonna say. Uh, six nine, six yeah, ten. Yeah, he yeah. He's a big dude. Six nine, six ten, whatever. It takes. Whatever it takes. Yeah, man. Vin. I was distracted by his taco meat chest hair. <laughs> taco meat chest hair. I think hair. that was on the figure. The, yeah. the solid piece of rubber WWF figure. Oh I think it had God. the taco hair meat. You don't get a better wrestling name than Big John. No, very much. Yeah. Like, that's I mean, that's. Good. I mean, yeah. if his hair and his beard doesn't say that already. I think he just picked He was it on. also yeah. in, in that fine. Like Elma. Cinematic masterpiece, Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. Jeez. That's a good point. I mean, I'll take Andre the Giant any day. Could be. Fair enough. Cousin Frizz, the White Album. A lot of late nights listening to that with Paz. Nice. A little sexy time? Hey, listen. <laughs> Jeff, the White Album. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sick of Poppy with that. I gotta admit. What I what I sexy talk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh you know mad at Sicko about Winston Smith. <laughs> uh he's like shoot man. Too. The white album? The white album. Hmm. Uh there are fucking genius, flawless songs on there, mm -hmm. and there are some dog shit songs <laughs> on there. Um, it's the beginning for me of when they started to pick their future routes. Absolutely. Good call. Vincenzo? Um, I, I don't know if this is accurate, but I feel like it's what the average head goes to when thinking of that band and really yeah not sergeant pepper I, I think music people go to sergeant pepper i think the lay person thinks of the white album and i think that's funny i would i would think the exact opposite yeah i think the white album is one of those i'm white gonna stick hard, this out even it's hard to the listen bad songs to if you're not i, I would think it. they go to sergeant peppers or abbey road yeah instantaneously. Abbey road. yeah i think so too See to I, me, you, if you say the word the word, they they made an album that's not called the White Album, right? And everyone, there's seven and a half billion people, almost eight billion people on Earth, and you say the White Album, and they know what it means. See, there's something on this record for everybody because the cornballs will go for Obla di Obla da, but the fucking heads will go I for like Happiness is a Warm Gun, and while my guitar guitarist gently weeps, I don't like that song. How dare you? I, mean, it's, I think it's more of I've heard it too many. Not uh, I don't like, I dislike it. I just don't need to hear it ever. Savoy Truffle, one of the fucking greatest horn sections ever recorded. I go for piggies myself. It's, <laughs> it sends me messages. Yeah. Blackbird, one of the most beautiful the songs ever fucking written. You know what I'm saying? Man? Cousin Frizz, oh, EPMD. <laughs> Kick the crossover. Okay. What? EPMD. Stop being so hostile. I don't know about it. 
<laughs> about it. He almost he almost didn't even. Uh-huh. Vin? He, he did. I don't know. So I don't want to know. I do know some things, but yeah. I, I don't. It's I don't like I could go on for so long. Um, the production brilliance is probably what sticks sticks with me. Yeah, same here. That's what always got them over in my head. The production was amazing. All right, and last one, cousin Frizz Tito Santana. El Matador. We did Tito before because I fucking did, did Carlos Santana. It was the whole joke, remember? You know what? You're really mean. Fuck. I'm done with you. Remember you said Tito Santana? No, I don't remember. I was, if I had remembered, yes, I wouldn't do. say it. Yes, you do, because it was the only time I ever got shot on in the history of the fucking show, and I deserved it. I was a raging bull man. you said Tito Santana, and I said, I like that song that's not Black Magic Woman. And everybody was like, fucking Tito! And then I was like, oh, Ariba. I have no memory of that one. And then Vinny said, Tic Tac Balls. And then we fucking moved on. All right, and there you have it. <laughs> Another rousing rendition. Lightning round. <laughs> the lightning round. Have you seen the little piggies <laughs> rolling in the dirt? Many, many, budgie, budgie in his white shirts. Always have clean shirts. <laughs> I'm killing time for you, brother. Well, because uh, I, I got so, you. I got you. It's so, giving him the stretch. I got stretch. you. It's so fucking um, draining to do the segment. I got you. I'll continue to sing. <laughs> well, please do. Always have clean shirts. <laughs> this is a segment. Wait, wait. Yes. You know. Why are you looking at me? You got to do it. What do I? What am I doing? He wants you to sing the theme song. Oh, dear Vinny, yeah. here's some here's some right, maniacs. Right. Uh. Here's some thoughts from some fucking maniacs. Yeah. I don't today. think he's in a singing mood today. <laughs> uh. I'm, I'm all wrapped up in Manson messages from the White Album in my I head. I hear you. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah, I, oh yeah, I do. Number nine. Because I'm all wrapped up with Charlie right Number now. Number nine. Oh, right. Why yeah, that gimmick? Nine. Did yeah. you start that? Uh, it's for the t- t- Kise Fise? Yeah. All right, bet. This segment is called Dear Vin. <laughs> Seems to be a hit with the... Dear Vinny. I'll sing it. If, if you need a fucking... Maniacs. You need a live version, I'll do it, Scott. I, 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 I'm always open for that. Um, This one... <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to keep some names out of it. And I wouldn't I wouldn't normally read this and ask somebody out, but this fucking kid is unrelenting after I told him to go away. Uh-oh. Nice. So that's why he's getting aired out. Again, it's not really airing him out because I'm not going to say his name. We told you last week, man. You're going to send the deal from last week on. It's Thunderdome. It's Thunderdome. Like you're gonna you're, you're gonna say some dumb shit. We're gonna call you out on it. We've been nice, but you know, behave. Dear Vin, I met you about four years ago and told you one day I'm going to contact you to do a song. Yeah, boy. Since then, I did a song with blah 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 and blah blah blah. Two no names, but I'm not gonna say them because that's their business. Right. 
And now my debut project is about to be recorded with appearances from blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Two more guys people would know. Bon Jovi? Yes. <laughs> this project would never feel right if you're not in it. Yours, not spelled correct. And in it, I don't know. Do I live in the project? I mean... This music funding group wants to handle my project and said they... Again, I know I say this every day event, but I'm reading how they wrote it. So yeah. it sounds like I'm the dumb kid in class, but these people are the dumb kid in class. This music funding group wants to handle my project and said they, if you send me a letter of commitment or proof you'll be on a song, as Scott can back up, this is unheard of. Wow. Practice slash this isn't even... He's asking for a letter of intent. Correct. I mean... So... I'm uh, a little baffled here. I've convinced them to pay you a thousand dollars to be part to be on a song. I found the most brolic beat I could possibly find from blank. It took me about a year to find. They said if I don't get a letter of commitment from you by the thirty first, they won't fund it. So first off, motherfucker. I haven't done something for $1,000 in a million years. That's first of all. So get the fuck out of here. Uh, as a side note, I told him that. Just because I was offended by the offer, not by the, you know what I mean? And he he tripled it, and I still told him to go pound sand. All right? This bizarre... They say if I don't get a letter of commitment from you by the 31st, like, was he somehow trying to apply oh pressure or something? Because for me, I'm like, yo, money, you get slapped the fuck up or some shit right. like that. And you ain't my man. Are you talking to me like, so now you, what the fuck is you trying to say? Um, So he, he ain't come correct in any way. And again, it's... You don't contact people like this, man. And 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 the and and another thing, you never you never throw all of this verbiage, the the gr grammatical errors, the spelling. This is all red flags to 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 real to to real artists who live off their craft. So you will never get. There's no amount of money you were getting at me. You know what I'm saying? It's incredibly unprofessional. Yeah, for someone who's making a professional request of you. Correct. Dear Vin, hey, I'm rape, <laughs> and I need some sorts of instruments. Can you afford to produce some for me? <laughs> oh. Dear Vin, <laughs> I'm pestilence. I'm assuming oh. he was saying, he was trying to set, tell me he was a rapper. I would yeah. hope so. <laughs> I pop for Dear Pestilence, though. That's the name of my next album. Yeah. Dear Vinny, my name is Blank from Turkey. I like your music, and I'm Turkish rap music artist. Contact me. <laughs> oh, my God. So what's your answer? <laughs> Take a fucking walk, Kermjit. Uh. Dear Vinny, Man, when you gonna get me out this small town? Oh, Lord. North Miami, from my understanding, we sp <laughs> spruchily talk and you hear me rap. Or maybe that's the future 
or if I can be that lucky. Vinny, I need help. He spells it H E L seven <laughs> underscore slash five and an exclamation point. The, symbol, awesome. the symbol for, for Boron. Boron. <laughs> Vinny, I need help. I'm known to be a satanic leader and I make moves in bridge of war. But what is right? Please tell me what news is about Americans and what ISIS is promoting in your head. I heard invasion of America of enslavement to United States citizens, and I need help. Hey, Vinny, do you want to sign me? I'm working on a project called The Difference of the Root of Eden. There's, there's too much. <laughs> We're fucked. <laughs> We're fucked. Lastly, dear Vin. Sir, I'm a rapper. I want make a song with Ya on D collab. I am willing to pay for it. Please help me out. I want rise in my career. Ugh. You're fucking right. You're willing to pay for it. You fucking schmohawk. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> This should be changed from Dear Vin to Poor Vin. No, I have this really, really long one that... Ayo. Uh, Ayo. <laughs> you Ayo'd me before I finished the thought, so that's an unfair Ayo. There was a pause. It's a preemptive Ayo. It's a really long message <laughs> that I'm going to let Gavin here to see his opinion on whether I should read it because it's crazy and manic... But there's shit on in there that you might not want to put over because the person is nuts and maybe that's almost what they want out of it, if that makes any sense. And none of what I'm saying makes any sense until you hear it. So I'm going to let Gavin... Because it's, it's gold, Jerry. It's gold. But there's there's some inappropriate shit in it aimed at me. You of know course. what I'm saying? So so uh, that's been another installment of Dear Vin. But there's plenty more that we have. Wow. The sickos got more. Oh, we've got quite a file. And more come in by the day, yeah. so there should never be. Uh, so uh, once again, that's been Dear Vin. With that, uh, sicko without Pablo here this week, I'm sure you took on uh, his very difficult job of reading emails. Yeah, it's quite, he, it's quite tough getting those emails. He, he, he likes to, you know, um, make it seem a little bit... <sighs> Can you explain to us how easy it was? Since he, um, it did take a little effort because I did have to go back a couple of, I'd say, like two months to find stuff that was. Oh, all right, all it right. seemed okay, but other than that, it was like a five minute thing. Okay. So, um, our first message, and I'm gonna I'm gonna preempt this by saying, uh, this met this email came to us before. The last episode that we just put out on Tuesday. The evil. The evil. Uh-huh. So this was written before this, but it's still, it's one of a few that came on this subject. <clears throat> oh, boy. From, and I'm going to put his name out there because they put their name in it. So that means they want their name out sure. there, right? Well, oh, we've yeah. already discussed this. Yeah. I could say the names of all right. these people in my shit. I just don't for lack of a headache, but whatever that, it becomes public so uh, this is from Craig Poland, and Craig just writes, please, 
dot, dot, dot. For the love of fuck, don't let OG eat Yo, while recording. Yo, guess what, motherfucker? Guess what? Another one. This is... Look, you don't decide a motherfucking thing, Chris. Sorry, bro. Don't Crank. listen anymore. Don't know what the fuck to tell you. Fuck you. We're sitting at my kitchen table... And we're eating fucking cereal, man. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. You don't like it? Don't fucking listen. Ram, ram, ram. Fuck out of here, man. I'm with you. I don't get fucking... Yo, guess what? I don't get fucking told what to do, Chris. Sorry. Craig. Craig. Listen. Christopher. For the love of fuck. Would you listen? Now you understand... Chris, we I ain't. Chris we don't, I ain't. We don't. We don't take requests. Chris, I ain't mad at you, man. <laughs> but you know what? Like, I'm gonna eat fucking cereal, and I'm gonna eat whatever the fuck I eat. Like, Pretzels? it just is what it is, bro. Here's the thing, Pretzels? man. Here's the thing. He, here's the thing. I'm gonna sum this show up to you. We basically push record on what would be if we were just sitting around in the room, and we would be eating. Now, of course, there's little things here and there that we don't do in fucking real life. You know, we don't fucking talk about Pablo's fucking cheap shit all the time and whatever the fuck. Oh, but, I mean, we do, but for yourself. we do, but it's not I as, you, you know, it, 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 whatever. So basically what we're doing is we're pushing record while we're fucking hanging out, man. And part of that, sometimes I'm going to eat on the fucking mic. If you don't like it, bro. Don't fucking listen. I don't know what to tell you, man. And stop writing us fucking dumb letters. Like, why don't you write something? Be like, yo, man, I like hanging out, listening to the fucking show, whatever, whatever. Like, if you're going to write with heat, you're going to get heat back. It just is what it is. And believe me, man, if I really wanted to give you fucking heat, you wouldn't fucking be able to handle it. I'm fucking, I'm a nice fucking guy, man. Don't fucking push me. Because you're close to the edge. I like cereal. Uh, Who does? What I'm saying? Who doesn't? So the next one, they, this is this is for Vin and Gavin, but I guess anyone can jump in if they have a. I a ain't mad at it. you, Chris. <laughs> I like that gimmick. Thanks. Uh, this That's is from, from Jericho. Jericho. <laughs> this is from Connor, and I apologize if I mispronounce your last name. Lineham, Lineham, um, and he asks. If you had to pick a wrestler to be the front man of a band, who would it be? Good question. I'm not mad at that question. <sighs> mm. Think on it. Harley Race. Jesus. What kind of band would that be? Oh, and he also says, who would it be and what band? So maybe for like an already established band? Well, that's a, that's a loop. But I, I think I like it better, like just... If you had to pick a wrestler to be a front man. Harley's, Harley would front a band that sounded like anti-scene. See, I don't see that at all. I see Harley fronting like... Like Rebel Outlaw Country? No, no. Like, um, like a Frank Sinatra kind really? of Really? Yeah. No, he would Harley's be, got he class, would be man. Outlaw Country like all day long. Nah, I don't see it, man. Harley's got class, man. Uh, I mean, <laughs> for the record, my pick would be Sheiky Baby <laughs> for some kind yeah, of performance man. art shit. Yeah, fair enough. Well, some kind of Gigi Allen type. Look, uh, I mean, he's halfway there. Yeah, I, I, uh, uh, <laughs> Craig. I don't know, uh, <laughs> Connor. 
I like everyone's Chris, Craig. From I that. don't know. <laughs> I, I, that's a good question, man. But I honestly, I'm drawing a blank. Harley Race singing for somebody somewhere. Sometime. I think you should sing singing show out tunes. There. Vin, any thoughts? I want to see Harley Race sing the <laughs> the the entire Jesus Christ Superstar <laughs> soundtrack. Jesus Christ! I am not mad at that. Right. Anything? I'm the one who came, came up with Harley, Harley man. Harley. I just right. stole his idea. Okay. He hacked me. I did. All right. So our next one comes from one of our uh, gimmick gangers, our man John Kahane. We all know John, and he writes from the Cuban Jew to a group of Italianos. <laughs> Does gravy have to have meat with it, whether it's meatballs or meat gravy? So he's asking, like, people who don't call everything gravy? That's exactly what I was going to say. They they say that, but I don't apply. So so the answer is he could ask other Italians somewhere else, and they probably say yes. Mm -hmm. In other parts of the country, they say, no, uh, it's only gravy if you put meat in it. But to everyone here... It's gravy's gravy. gravy. Amen. Right. Kathleen made gravy a couple uh, weeks uh, last week or whatever, and she there was a fucking couple bins of mine, and then there was Kaylee's because Kaylee doesn't eat beef, mm. so she said Kaylee's gravy's on the top, mm-hmm. your gravy's on the bottom. With the fu- you know what I mean? Yeah, it's all right. fucking gravy. And there's two kinds of gravy. There's red gravy. There's brown gravy. It's all That's gravy. It. Right. It's all That's gravy. It. Yeah. All right. Um, this and one- if any fucking bozo writes, you put gravy on turkey. Bucked. Um, this one doesn't really have a question and it's it's from a while back but i thought it was kind of funny because apparently uh this is from boof radley and boof took umbrage not boof yeah boof radley (laughs) boof took umbrage with something i said a few episodes back he's on the twitter he is yeah um so boof Starts out the letter with the quote that I said that he does not care for. And that quote is, the dirty, disgusting Jersey Ocean. It's Jersey. It's the Atlantic. These are quotes taken straight from the podcast. I am appalled. I am a proud Jersey resident and would drink our ocean water any day. I would baptize Sicko in this water. I would bathe in this crystal clear water. There's a reason New Jersey is known as the Aruba of the East Coast. Please stop talking shit about New Jersey so much on the podcast. It's a great state. I'm I'm putting over his 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 promo. I mean, I'm a fan of him. Of New Jersey's still the hellhole that it is, but I just marked for his promo. I I was gonna say it's directed at me, but he popped me with that whole thing. Almost makes me rethink Jersey, (laughs) but then I think, nah, yeah, it's not. I'm he cut a nice promo. All right, so this is the last one. Gavin's doing the Raleigh fingers gimmick. Um, Boo Bradley, Boo Bradley, I like that. That was uh, that ball booth. That ball booth. booth. Wasn't that Balls Mahoney before he was Balls Mahoney? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. The last one comes from Danny. That's, uh, what's it called? What? Uh, to who, kill a mocking Yeah, bird. but who played him? Um, uh, Bobby D. D- Duvall. Bobby D. Yeah. The, the, Howard says that's the real Bobby D. Hey. Robert Duvall. I ain't can't, mad at Can't that. argue, man. I, I ain't mad at that. All right. You ready for the last one? So this one's a serious question. This is from Danny. It's kind of long, so I'm going to 
do a little editing. What's up, y'all? Love the show. It's nice to hear the shit. It's nice to hear shit that I think and feel is felt by others. So he goes on to say, my 13-year-old daughter and I have been at odds with each other pretty much since she turned 13 back in April. Her mother and I recently took her to see a psychiatrist. She was diagnosed with chronic depression disorder. After a few sessions, the doctor suggested she take Prozac, and I wasn't sure if that was a good move. My girl was down from the jump, and after reading up on the side effects and listening to y'all, I was on board. She's been taking it now for a little over a month, and we are seeing major improvements. My question is, do y'all have any suggestions for me to be more open-minded and uh, and to be a more open-minded and understanding father to her? So well, those of y'all that had children. First off, it seems like he's already open-minded enough to write us. That's what I thought. Um, he obviously loves the shit out of his daughter. Uh, concerns about medication at that age, for someone that age completely normal for him to be worried about that for him to be worried about side effects for anyone to worry about medication it doesn't work for everyone it saves other people's lives it's um it saved mine definitely um gavin has three kids in that age realm i'm not gonna you know say that Specific ages. I don't think any of them right this day are 13, are they? Uh, Lydon will be in a week. Yeah, so, uh, you know, in terms of the parental side of it, you know, my son's only three, so I I can only speak to the half of what he's asking about, and that's the medication, and I I think he's already keeping an open mind by by saying he he has a lot of similarities in how we think and how he thinks. I mean— you know, this is something that would have been written off years and years and years ago because people weren't diagnosed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They would just say she was acting out or a bad kid. Now she's able to be diagnosed and, and be helped. I think you just, you said something earlier, Sicko, about being quiet, being more powerful than talking sometimes. I think just letting, you know, letting her get used to the process and like, a month isn't even that long for for in terms of how medication works. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So he'll, re- he'll really start saying it in four or six months. You know what I mean? That's but get, in terms up. of the parental aspect, the OG would be able to, to you know. I, I, I don't know exactly what... Um, I mean, I know he told us a lot of, of things that he's probably not comfortable talking about, but what I don't know enough to say when you say more understanding, I don't know exactly what you're referring to. Um, right. It's a tough situation. Um, I don't know, man, I, I'm going to do a cop out thing here and I'm going to say like, if, if you're on Facebook or whatever, write us and, and sicko usually gets most of those emails. He'll pass them on to me so we can, uh, maybe we can, talk a little bit more because i don't want to say something out of out of turn because i don't quite um fully understand what what where you're going with it because that like Vinny said everything that you've told us the information you've told us you've been pr- pretty on the ball with everything as far as i feel um I don't know. It, it sounds to me like there might be something in your head that you think is a little bit more. Well, he's he's also saying 
our relationship has been strong, but lately not so much. So I think maybe part of it is just with growing up stuff. Yeah, it's, so do I. Not so much the medication stuff. Ugh. I think that was just background. Like, yeah, I think so In too. terms of dealing with like a teenage daughter who, I mean, I, I'd have to imagine, you know, you're getting to that age where like you're rebelling or you're thinking about rebelling or... Um, I can't stress enough how much success I have had with just having conversations with my kids like they're adults, not... Um, not telling them things, not 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 ramming things down their throat, not demanding things from them, but sort of explaining where I'm coming from and and trying to grasp where their heads at, and just really having proper communication and, and taking the time to do that, which I feel like is lost on some parents. You know, they don't know how to do that, and 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 but they can have a conversation with their husband or wife or their friend or whatever, but they can't talk to their own kids. Um, you know, kids are smart and they, 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 they'll hip you to a lot of things, man. If you give them the opportunity to do it. Um, I've learned more from my kids than I have from most adults I know, you know, and it's, it's, it's just being open to that conversation and willing to put the time and the effort in, um, which you sound like you, you already are doing, Um, and sometimes it's not a matter of a 10 minute conversation or an hour conversation or whatever. It's, it's a series of conversations and a series of things that may seem repetitive to you, but as a 13 year old, you're setting an example by the things, not only that you're doing, but that you're telling them. So, you know, that's where my head goes, man. Proper communication really is the key to solving, uh, resolving almost any issues that you might be encountering. All right. That's pretty heavy. Yeah. And I would just like to say to Danny, uh, you know, hopefully that covered what you were looking for. But if not, you know, you got the address. Feel free to write us back with any follow-up questions. Danny, I'm anytime. easy to get a hold yeah. of, man. I ain't, I ain't Send it to the BSB anybody. address. You know, we'll yeah, shoot it right on over to Gavin. Send it to the Facebook or... Um, it, don't send it to my personal thing because I don't get, I don't check those messages. Um, but if you write us on the Facebook thing or... Um, the info at Broadway. Yeah, right. either way, I... I guarantee you I'll get it. Not that I have any answers for you, man, but I'll listen to whatever you have to say and I'll give whatever, um, you know, I'll, I'll definitely talk with you about it. And then if it'll help you on any level, that would be cool. All right. And there you have, uh, the BSB mailbag. I don't know how he does it every week. Oh, Gavin? The Pablo. That was was so difficult. It was difficult. Yeah. I need a, I need a vacation. Yeah. Take take a couple minutes. (laughs) Last but not least, we usually end every... Well, not usually. We always end the show with recommendations. This fucking Stallone over here was like a little kid on Christmas with his recommendations. So <laughs> I guess we got to let him go first. We're going to let him know, go right? first. Uh, so funny. I got busted. <clears throat> yeah, well, I actually brought mine in for show and tell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is a book, uh, if you can call it that. It's, it's a giant coffee table style book called recording the beatles and it is like a bible uh in terms of how the beatles records were made at emi and 
later called Abbey Road. Um, but it's an absolutely amazing picture and spec. It is for geeks, okay? So the the box comes in what looks like a two inch reel. That's what the- I thought you were showing me when you first. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it down. I'm like, why tape. would you think I'd be interested in? Yeah, that? right. Um, but what's amazing about this book is that uh, it shows everything that they ever documented. And if you know anything about Abbey Road and EMI, it was built to be a classical recording studio. And these guys would walk around in lab coats. So absolutely everything is documented. And, okay, it's $100, so I don't expect everybody to go out and pick it up. And There's probably very few people in the world who are willing to spend $100 on this fucking giant thing. $100 yeah. is not not a bad price no, for, it's not for a bad, that thing. Right? No, That's I'm going to buy it tomorrow, I think. And yeah. it is mind-blowing just in its detail. I, I can't even imagine somebody compiling this. It took uh, 10, 15 years, I think, for them to put this thing together. That makes sense. Um, but it's gorgeous and it's amazing. It's educational. It's fast. It's fucking history, and um, I it's one of my prized possessions. I I fucking love it. How long have you had it? Is it new? I have. Uh, it came out about seven years ago. Oh, I got that it. old. Yeah, I got it when it came out. Nice. It Is was, it still in print? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Recording recording the Beatles. I think uh, dot com, and you can buy. Oh, it word. Direct. Yeah. Nice. We going the, my way or your way? Whatever you want to do, boss. Yeah, I can go next. Um, Are you going to go my way? Nice. Nice, hate, Lanny. Hate, hate the Kravitz. <laughs> I like this like, mom. Love the Zoe. Yeah, yeah. His daughter's Zoe. Yeah, and I love the Lisa Bonet. Maybe that's why I hate the Kravitz. I love the picture where his hoi fell out. <laughs> that's the best thing ever. Yeah. Love shit like that. Wow. Makes uh, me, it fucking makes me laugh, man. Um... My recommendation, well, first off, if you're, uh, if you were, are, slash, ever inv- uh, interested in Manson. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, would I be exaggerating, OG, saying that in the, it's 47 years since the crime, there might be 50 to 75 books written? Wow. Would maybe a hundred, No. There, no, you would not be exaggerating. Right. Um, this book is called Manson, The Life and Times of Charles Manson by Jeff, um, Jeff Gwynn. This is really the only book where, um, it, there's extensive interviews with Manson's sister and cousin. Mm. They never, neither of them had ever previously cooperated with an author. So... There's a lot, it's, I mean, it's comp- I'm, It's compulsively readable. I can't stop uh, where Charlie Marks, I've, if you st- start with this, the, you know, the ABCs of Manson and, and Red Helter Skelter down to the, uh, the other hundred, I mean, Jesus, Squeaky Fromm, the, all these people wrote books. You're never really sure what was what. It's fucked. Um, I, I, the fact that I'm saying it's fucked and it's about Charles Manson shouldn't really. <laughs> but uh, it, it's uh, it's witchy. I'm putting it over. You mean witch a witch a woman. I'm a Charlie Mark. I will die one. Um, lots of stuff about um, 
Charlie with Dennis Wilson. Nice. You know, the 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 Beach Boys connection, him running around on Sunset, yeah, with with them, with those dudes in a Rolls Royce. Uh, his childhood from birth on to the murders, basically. It's just, I, the, what would separate it is the detail, you know, the, the, the devils in the details, right? The devil! The devil is in the details! <laughs> the devil is in the details! So, you know, his his cousin and, and sister talking <laughs> really lends a lot of credibility to the book, and it's yeah. super well-written. It was on a lot, a lot, a lot of the... the top 10 list of that it, it was 2013 was it? so it's again it's a new book considering you know considering when that that we're going on 47 48 years since the you know the tape murders um i i can't put it down i'm not finished it yet but i'm a i'm a charlie acolyte and i'm i'm f- i can't put it down charlie no stuff did That's you hear why. today just Today, for some reason, it came up my Comcast homepage or whatever it was, that Mike Lowe is talking about the fact that his bandmate witnessed a Manson murder. No. This is, like, just came up today. No, I didn't. I didn't see it. And I got to look like it up. I was, wondering if that was in there. Um, I, well, he's, Dennis Wilson's dead, right? I believe so. Yeah. I mean, dead man tell no tales. Um, and Mike Lowe isn't the most trusted source. I mean, are any of them? I mean, I don't even know if Brian knows <laughs> where he's at. And I, I'm not disrespecting him. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think he's better I, now, but I, you he, know. he's all right. But he's uh, ah man. Once you're fried, yeah, I mean, <coughs> you can be functional. But I don't know that you're he's high. in he's in bad shape. Yeah, man. he's good. <laughs> I loved. I loved. OG. How are you, pal? It's fine. You have a recommendation this week? I do. Uh, what is it? Music. It's stuff. Things. Kind I'll tell music. you what it ate. It ain't a stand-up comedian. Nah, fuck all that, man. This is some serious shit I'm going to recommend. New NYC Headhunter 7-inch. Ooh! Yeah. The Rage of the City. I don't know how new it is, but I think it's pretty fucking new. Um, it's a hundred percent 2016, but I think it's like in the last month, fucking better than the first one. Better than that demo? Fucking hard. Okay. New York punk rock fucking no nonsense motherfuckers, yeah, they man. Fucking rule, you know man. what this I, you know what I love most about rules. that band? That bull singing uh-huh. tries to sing like Gavin. Like he doesn't know he's doing it. Yeah, yeah. But every time that that demo comes up, and I'm like, "Is it? Oh, that's right. It's the dude who sounds I, like Gavin." I love that band. That's awesome. I didn't know they had no a new gimmick. Yeah, Me man. It's called the Rage of the City. Um, I don't know how many songs are on it, but a few. Nice. Uh, I like it better than the first gimmick. Nice. Yeah. Cousin Frank, do you have a recommendation? Uh, a movie. Get out to the movie theaters, see The Mechanic Resurrection. If you're a gun nerd, a watch nerd, a high-end clothing nerd, a fast car nerd, expensive cars, everything's expensive in the movie. It's just one of those movies where everything's awesome. Tons of gun scenes, tons of shooting, tons of murders. What's it called again? The Mechanic Resurrection. Nice. The Sicko. 
Mine is the uh, brand new book that just came out called My Damage. It's the story of uh, Keith Morris, one of my most favorite punk rock hardcore people. Um, it's a really fun punk rock book because, I mean, there's not a lot of heavy stuff in it because Keith was never about being a heavy. He's the ultimate like par- party, have a good time version of hardcore. What's great about it yeah, is I sat next to him on a seventeen hour at your bowl. ride to Australia. What did, what did you call him? Flight. I hate good Keith times. Morris. Yeah, you do hate good times. I hate parties. But it's funny because there's lots of like <laughs> I, I hate parties. I'm popping vid left and right. You are, me. man. Well, they avoid the truth. There's a lot of good like uh <laughs> What the fuck? He doesn't like parties. They avoid the truth. What's that from? It's your boy Ian. It's embrace. Oh, I don't like parties. They avoid the truth. Uh, right. But anyway, my right. damage. Vivian. It's DC. It rains here sometimes. I think that we have progressed past hardcore. Let's get into art. Let's talk about our feelings and flowers. Oh, Christ, man. Yeah. Let's start a band. <laughs> yeah, he's like, this material can go for an hour or I can stop it. <laughs> so let's yeah. start a band that's really not good after the band that was good breaks up, but we'll only charge people five dollars and everybody will think that we're good because they're supposed to like us and we'll take pill bass riffs and talk about things. Wow. You just fucking dressed him down, didn't you? I wait, I wait, I wait, I wait. (laughs) Fuck out of here. Goodness gracious. Night, night. So, yeah, go get the Keith Morris book. It's a fun little read. Lots of drug stories. Lots of fun. And uh, that's it. With that said, this has been episode 26 of the Broad Street Breakdown. We'll see y'all. We will be back to the two episodes a week schedule. Um, thanks to Scott Stallone for having us. My pleasure. And uh, thanks welcome. to Philomeno. Phil, I'll, I'll send you a commissary. Broadstreetbreakdown.com. Tara says hello. Peace. <laughs> Bye.